0: what's up everybody and welcome to Video Game Purist. This will be VGP episode 16. The driving episode. Uh, My name is Fred Rojas. I am one of your hosts and joining me from the East Coast is Mr. Trees. How you doing, sir? Aloha, Fred. (laughs) Aloha.
1: Aloha. (laughs) Uh, I say this to you, Fred, because Mm -hmm. uh, as you know already, but I I made it to the the pack the packy this week it's been months coming talking about yep uh it doesn't seem like a big deal but i finally said uh i because my wife said we went through everything in the house so my wife's been sewing those uh masks and stuff every Mm -hmm, night mm -hmm. and she's like she doesn't drink a lot but she'll bring one beverage up with her Mm -hmm. and it's those um what are they called? The, the white claws and stuff. White claws the The seltzers. Bubblies and all those. Truly. Yes. Yes. That's it. So she's run out of them. So even I, even I got the green light the other day. She's like, yeah, can you pick me up some Coronas? (laughs) I was like, I will pick you up some Coronas. And I'll find something myself. And then I had to text you a picture of what I found.
0: The most delicious
1: beer (laughs) ever made. So I am a huge fan of the Kona brewing company. They
0: are a good brewing company.
1: Uh, they used to make cocoa brown, uh, mm-hmm. which was uh, toasted coconut ale, yep. which you can't – I've only seen it one other time. like, uh, Out of like eight years, I've seen it twice in the stores, so that bums me out. But they had six packs of uh, cream ale, island culotta cream ale. Yep. Doesn't that sound great? It does sound great. It sounds it's
0: fantastic.
1: In the pitch is nice and inviting. It, it says, is. find your aloha with a limited release cream ale with coconut and pineapple.
0: It Holy looks shit. like a Hawaii before they were paying tourists to leave. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Um, it says on the back, enjoy with uh, roasted veggie tacos. There you go. All right. What else we got here? Ahi tuna Oh, yeah. Poke. Pokey? Pokey. Is
0: it poke? Pokey or poke? Yep. Pokey, that is, uh, so it's usually a sesame oil on top of a raw um, Mm -hmm. sashimi style, like diced up tuna. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha.
0: With a little bit of, um, like, usually they can do different things with pokey, but usually you're talking like kind of a uh, pico de gallo ceviche kind of thing. So like a little bit of avocado, a little bit of onion, a little bit of tomato, a little lime juice. Mm -hmm. Pokey's really good. Uh, That's an island Pokey thing. That's a uh, a Hawaii thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it also says, and the last thing to enjoy it with, Fred, Mm -hmm. hang time with friends and family.
0: Yeah, the one thing you can't do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, 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 at night I've been having one of these, one or two of them playing some games. Uh, I bought two of the six packs. There's three in there. I should have bought all three. And, Mm -hmm. uh, so I have the rest of my six-pack with me right now. I have three of them down here with me. 6%. Well, uh, what does IBU use for? IBU for? is,
0: um, uh, it's like, uh, oh, what is it? International Beer Units or something. It, it What it stands for is like how hoppy your beer is. Ooh. The lower, the smoother.
1: Okay, so this is twenty. So like a
0: 60 IBU is a real hoppy, bitter beer. So Whereas this is, like a 2025 is your nice smooth beers, but that also means it's got some bite to it, so it's not mm-hmm. some like sugar bitch drink.
1: It's, no, it's not. It's yeah, it's a subtle it, beer. It tastes good. It definitely tastes heavy and, right. and the, and the well, and taste in the in the
0: Well, in 60% or 60%, six percent isn't yes. light, right? Like that's a heavier mm-hmm. lager. So
1: yeah. And it's hopped with sabro, sabro? Say bro. I don't even know what that means. That's where I don't know. <laughs> no one knows what that means. Saburo. So up, I'm very bro? happy. I am not drinking leftover, handy down, found orphan beer. I just have my own brand new cream ales, Island Coolada cream <laughs> ales that I bought myself like a big boy. <laughs> and and uh, here we are, Fred. We well, are.
0: trees. They didn't have Island Coolada. Uh, you we work? do have Kona Brewing Company. They don't have Island Culatta at the three liquor stores near me. I probably could have kept going and maybe mm-hmm. found one. Uh, so I asked around. He said they hadn't heard of it. Uh, like, they know the Kona Brewing Company, but they didn't have it. So I got an Island IPA. It's much lighter. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a 4.5% here. Okay. But it's a nice... I wouldn't call it an IPA. This does not feel like an India Pale Ale. Mm-hmm. However... It's a nice um, tropical beer. I, I opted for this over the juicy grapefruit IPA. I'm yeah. Not a big I, juicy grapefruit type you know
1: of guy. I always try the seasonal ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the grapefruit one I checked out on. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. tried it and I'm like, I don't even like grapefruit.
0: Right. Really? Like, I don't like grapefruit juice. Yeah. Like, why would I? Uh, so. The other one I got though is a more of a local favorite, I believe. This is out of, uh, I think it's out of Kansas. Let me double check this. Wichita. Yeah, Wichita. Wichita? So, Wichita Brewing Company. Uh, It's a company called Tallgrass. Okay. And they make an 8 bit pale ale. 8 bit pale ale. And it's got a Pac Man looking like he's eating something good on the cover. Oh. That's cool. Yeah, and they used to do them. Um, it used to be a stronger pale ale. It used to be like 7 or 8%, and it was That's, only in Tall Boys, so it was like a light-you-up beer.
1: This one, they, they lightened it up. Does that is that nationwide, or are they just local? I sounds don't familiar. know. Tallgrass tall sounds familiar. Like, I might have seen that
0: before. Well, let me send it your way. I'll send it uh, – well, not the beer itself. Um, <laughs> I, I wish I, I could we'll send you that. one of
1: these, bread if it was in my power
0: i i know you would man and if we, uh, i would ask if you we, to
1: <laughs> if we could have one of pneumatic tubes like at the bank in right my basement, and somehow <laughs> couldn't make it no, to no those your totally exist we
0: almost set one up at the hospital for one of our sites that was 15 miles away so they, and can they be work done. yeah can they
1: go that far I, how far away is this kansas uh, Kansas KC to Boston?
0: Oh, we're we're talking like what? Twenty eight hundred miles? We're fine. I don't know. It can't be money. that much, actually. That's probably money. to California. But uh, uh it's it's six hundred miles to Chicago.
1: How fast would I get there? I'd probably mm. send it and you'd get it in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the pneumatic tube pneumatic
0: tube probably moving it at like twenty five, thirty miles an hour. No, that would be a that would be like a day. <laughs> <a decade. laughs> That'd be, it'd be ruined by that but there you go so there's a picture of it pac-man's uh
1: let me see giddy let me uh, let's see
0: <laughs> oh yeah he's licking his lips Yep. Yeah. so B- pac-man's lick licking his chops and the 8-bit i mean it kind of looks like a black box nintendo
1: uh cartridge so I like that um Pac Man's off just enough where they can't get sued. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely by design. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's nothing yeah. off about that, that that shape that isn't quite Pac Man. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs>
0: they're like, yeah. that's not a circle. It's more of a, uh... a placement of the eye. Something's off. Something's making <laughs> yeah, that Pac-Man a making... little
1: off. It's, I don't know what it is. It's a,
0: it's a the the term is like a poor man's Pac Man. It's a...
1: it's a it, yeah. Their marketing team was like you know, they did the research. Yeah. They're like, you move that eye one, <laughs> one line over. <laughs> the and lawyers
0: in the marketing team and the logo guy got together and they were like, yeah. we can make this work. They uh, And actually, I know about this brewing company because my wife likes their stout, which is called Buffalo Sweat.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't know tall grass. <laughs> I would
0: remember these. But, uh, well, and they had, you know what's funny, Trees? Around here, they had a burger joint. Mm-hmm. And this used to be the only place you can get tall grass beers. So you would go to this awesome burger joint and they would make these crazy burgers. You could get just a normal burger. Like they had, you know, one that was just called like the, the lazy dude or something. And it was just like meat and bread and cheese, but you could get crazy shit. You could get like the, um, I think the one I got was, um, battered in tempura batter and then deep fried. The burger patty was, And then they put wasabi on top of it and like an Asian slaw, right? It was like crazy burgers, right? And they served uh, tall grass. And so it was always me having an 8-bit while my wife had a buffalo sweat and uh, we had these crazy burgers. So I don't think that place made it even before the shenanigans of uh, the recent uh, months. But yeah, anyway, so, so yeah, that's what we're putting down tonight. Uh, trees in paradise, and I'm 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 close to in paradise. These these are going to be some good beers to accompany well, tonight's
1: discussion. Like I said, but the the last few months mm-hmm. really has been the equivalent of some weird game show that I'm having with myself. <laughs> of like, what's this mystery beer? What's it? Ta-? So I haven't really been enjoying myself. I'm just drinking these weird beers, and some of them were good, and some of them were plain. And but but I'm I'm. Enjoying myself tonight.
0: My liquor store guy is also a fount of randomness. Like when I was buying today, he was like, because uh, I bought a make a six. And he was like, Did you know that beer consumption is up 700,000%? And I said, I didn't know that. And even if it's not true, he seemed pretty confident.
1: <laughs> I was like, um like a little, not a little kid, that's a wrong analogy, but it was, it was a little kid in a liquor store, oh. but I was, um, kid in a candy <laughs> store, I believe is what you're going know that for. That's what it was, but, uh, you know, I was throwing liquor store in there because I haven't been in one forever ah, and I went, mm-hmm. and I went back to my old ways. I had like two six packs under my arm, a Corona, a six pack Corona, a Red Bull, some like handicap <laughs> cheese fries. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, a scratch ticket. Like I just went off. I was like, well me the full liquor store experience yeah. well, we
0: have weird rules here Chicago' is very much like that we have weird rules in Kansas where the liquor store literally owns a sectioned off it has to have its own door and everything part of the liquor store that's mm. cash only that can sell you snacks non-alcoholic beverages scratchers and all that mm. stuff so you actually have to enter a different store within the store it's literally like um you know, think of like the kid's clubhouse inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you go in there and that's where you buy all that stuff. That's nice. where they have the the chewing tobacco and the vapes oh, and the cigarettes. So instead and of them. the
1: little uh, corral door for the porn section in the old yes. video yes. sections. Yes. you, you now become, become where you get it.
0: your hot fries and your Coke yeah. to go okay. along with your Jack Daniels. <laughs> yes.
1: You know, you go through those saloon doors and then yep. <laughs> it's a cubicle and then you have to act comfortable with some other dudes in there you're like oh, just, uh just you know, all right buddy funny stuff huh just in here joking around ha,
0: ha! we still have a family video rental store or at least we did before all this hit and uh it's hilarious because they converted that area into the office <laughs> So oh, geez. the manager goes behind saloon doors to like do the but, books yeah. for the day and stuff. It's fantastic.
1: I just remember that. There was one yeah. school my brother used to go to. And, and yeah, it, I just remember that it had like these little saloon doors and you went around the, it, like it in my mind, cause I was a teenager, it was like a big room. Like literally it was like a big, in my mind, I'm like, Oh, what's through those saloon doors. I know the adult movies in there. And then I remember when I hit like 19 ish. And I had my own card there. I'm like, I'm going in those saloon doors. Right. (laughs) And I went through and literally walked into a wall. It was literally like a square. Like if you went through the doors, like that was it. It was like just a square that you could stand in that had the movies all over the wall. And I remember I was just walked in there right into another guy standing in there. I was like, hey. And you okay. both, uh, yeah, it's hilarious because uh, if you, if some guy
0: walks back there and you've got something in your hand, <laughs> you like hide it because you don't want him to know what your thing is. And I don't care what people tell you, like with porn, everyone's got a thing. God, Everyone's got their thing. It was so right?
1: weird. I think back to, yeah, I know. You, yeah. You gotta, no one it, knows
0: each other's things anymore. I know no, this sounds almost suggestive, but I'm not being suggestive. No one knows anybody's thing anymore. But every now and again, right, you get that golden opportunity where you get to walk back and you're like, oh, yeah, I've seen that one. That one's – you'll enjoy that. You, that's I'll that's a good that. pick for tonight. <laughs> and for that people guy looks at
1: you like it's – People real. don't remember Mom and Pop video stores, rental stores. <laughs> he only knew, like, Blockbuster. But uh-huh. in the Mom and Pop video stores, for whatever reason, the porn we were in these giant cereal boxes. Yes. They and they are. were like huge cardboard They were boxes. like three times the size. And uh there was no censorship on those boxes no, uh they had nice no screens. they were full
0: they were that was how they advertised that was Just how they enticed you
1: over it and uh it was it was funny cuz in the video stores it was either porn movies or like weird uh like be cannibal movies
0: oh sure sure cannibal holocaust yeah yeah, they were
1: in these giant cardboard boxes you know what else were you know
0: what else were in those huge boxes uh but nobody but me probably remembers this was the marvel cartoons spider-man and hulk yeah came in those (laughs) they were plastic though so they set set themselves aside a little bit i missed they were the same size yeah no
1: i I miss looking at movies on a shelf
0: well, it's funny because you would literally go to video stores. See, people don't know a world in which, well, but people can imagine, a world in which you don't know the movie's going in. So you're you're there at the video store and you're like, the golden child. Well, Eddie Murphy looks charismatic mm-hmm. on this cover. And you'd flip it around and try to yeah. see what they were putting down trying to convince you to watch it. And so porn was very much the
1: same way. You were like, well, let's see what this has to offer. <laughs> I remember... Um I remember when uh, the Tanya Harding mm. right thing the happened. Tape. Yes, she put out the, the she put out this porn. She was like the first celebrity person to like market a porn tape.
0: Yeah, or and she her, came out like right before, right after Pam Anderson did and Tommy Lee. It was, I think I want to say it was before that, probably.
1: And um, for people who don't know, Tanya Harding was involved in that big figure skating scandal if you
0: don't know you can see margot robbie do a fantastic job of portraying her and
1: i tanya although she's much more pretty than the real tanya harding tanya harding um (laughs) if she if she didn't decide to play uh do figure skating she had a good career as a linebacker (laughs) in the nfl like if you don't really know back then like, she was, like, just a stocky chick that should have never been figure skating. And then <laughs> she Sorry, am I being mean?
0: Oh, no, it's fantastic. Because, like, you remember the pictures? She was always seen doing the trashiest things, too. She wasn't that trashy of a person. But she was always seen, like, yeah. smoking. Spitting Or, on your- like... Yeah. <laughs> on the ice. Or, like, or like eating onion rings. Like, they never got a flattering no. picture of Tanya Harding. <laughs> Know whereas Nancy Kerrigan always looked like they like let yeah. her know they were about to do it and dress up and yeah. everything because Nancy Kerrigan's the girl she blew the kneecaps. Out
1: of. <laughs> oh my god! So, Na- so Tanya Harding had this porn tape, <laughs> yeah, and this was did. way back, right? This is VHS, this is home recording, whatever you want to call them, Tape, yes, it was. And her boyfriend was like this white trash skin. Oh guy, my god, my <laughs> was his name a ghoulie or ghouli or some weird name, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and- and what was funny is the tape. These are not like, people you want to see participating in the act of coitus, is the way I would nicely put it.
1: This is when you're young and you get HBO for the first time, and you go, "Fucking real sex, all oh, right, 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 yeah." And then, oh, they're going to be a swinger compound, and then you watch real sex, and you're like, "I'm going to be sick." You're, you're like, oh, I thought I
0: wanted to see Swingers in Action. I oh, was wrong. That's their business. Suddenly you're all private, right? You're like, that's them. That's their real, thing.
1: Real sex should have be, been called uh, seeing my parents do shit I don't want to see. <laughs> that's all real sex was. Anyways, that's what this was. But what was unique about it was it got put released like as like a real on-the-shelf like, porn movie. But they didn't put it behind the saloon doors. They just put it right there next to fucking Cannibal Island. They just threw it up on the shelf. And as a kid, or not a kid, but as a young, I just remember being like, hmm, what should we watch today? Uh, Ghostbusters 2, uh, (laughs) Back to the Future 3. Oh, Tanya Harding, (laughs) porn tape. That shouldn't be up (laughs) there. It's horrible. They're stocky. Her stocky shoulders. Oh. I don't want to see that.
0: Yeah, that there were weird, like, yeah, her porn tape made, yeah, made, uh, <laughs> I never saw it, but, like, I All never right. wanted to either. Like
1: No, I never saw it either. I just remember the box. I yeah. just always remember the box being mixed but it in, was, it like, was weird in the new Because
0: it was in the weird, yeah, exactly. There was this weird, like, 18 and her only section of the new releases and I think it was because they didn't have anything explicit on the box. I don't know. Because the Toxic Avengers unrated cut was always sitting there too. Not to bring back an old uh, yeah. discussion point, but. Oh, fuck,
1: man. I miss the video store. I'm I'm getting real nostalgic right we now. We have
0: a video store uh, here. You should yeah. come visit just to see the video store. See it. Everything's sunbaked, right? Mm-hmm. Like
1: all the, everything's sunwashed. Everything's oh, faded. That's great. Because even in my 20s, you know, Blockbuster and Hollywood Video was still hopping. Yeah, but, it, too. But, they, but those were very, at the time, polished. They weren't the same as those mom and pop ones.
0: No, because like, yeah, in the days of Game Crazy, do you remember mm-hmm. Game Crazy with a K? Yeah. Hollywood Video's Game Store? Um, I, I started podcasting to Game Crazy. There was a Hollywood Video up the street that I always used to go to. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a fantastic place where I got my copy of, that's where I pre-ordered my copy of Unreal 3 nice. on PS3. That was supposed to change the world of multiplayer shooters, Trees. Mm-hmm. It did not. It did <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, right. but you're right. They, they were like cleaner and more organized and very corporate, whereas the mom and pop video store, remember it was that thing where you were like 10 years old and, well, maybe not that young, but you were like 14 and you were like. Like, if I went around the corner, like, what is this fucking guy behind the counter going to do to me? Like, he's a, yeah. oh, come back from out there. I know you're back there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come in after you. And then some dude is like, you better not.
1: <laughs> oh, man. It's good but times.
0: Yeah. But the, there is, like, this reminiscent of it, uh, because, like, the family video by me, like, so where video stores still do exist, family videos... Somewhat corporate, like they are a chain, but all the all the movies are just tossed in alphabetical order together in the two for fifty cents or sorry fifty cents a piece. It's two for a dollar. You can't actually get one for fifty cents. You got to get two movies for a dollar, and it's a week. And that's the brunt of the whole store. But all they're trying to do is use those to entice you to come in and get the new releases, and that's where they get you trees. Mm. You want something that came out this week? Uh, I'm trying to think of what came out this week. You want Bloodshot on Blu-ray on 4K? It's like mm-hmm. 4.95 a night. That's where they get you, mm. um, and they, and they know better now, right? They've really worked the system. They buy the 4K and they rent out. You know, they get a 4K copy, they get a Blu-ray copy, they get a digital copy. They're selling the digital copy on the shelves to you for seven bucks. They're renting the Blu-ray for four bucks a night. They're renting the 4K for five bucks a night. But eventually, when that all calms down. The movies all flock to the A through Z section, the A mm-hmm. through Z section where they're fifty cents apiece. There you go. And next thing you know, trees, you're you're having a serious conversation where you're like, you know, that Disney's Nutcracker I haven't seen, and like, what else was I going to do tonight? That's right. <laughs> or you're like, you're like, man, man, I never did see that RoboCop remake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could. I could. And they know, you know what? They do have this thing called favorites, though, Trees. The favorites. Those are $2 a night. Those are the ones they know they can capitalize on. Yeah. You want Jurassic Park? Oh, oh. that's a $2 a night
1: rental. Who doesn't like Jurassic Park?
0: They don't want to give that away. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's worth two bucks.
0: They And they even have their sections because they have the horror section, too. It used to be like a Halloween-only thing, and now they know better. Mm-hmm. So they got a horror section. I
1: they're remember like, my horror section at my video because I remember it, it, on the end cap it always had raw raw head wrecks. It always freaked me out. <laughs> remember that shit, Pumpkin Head? Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Oh There's yeah.
1: Shit out there. I was hating. Evil it.
0: Ed, where the guy's getting split down the middle. Yeah, uh, and then fuck. And then you, one remember, was, you uh, Amityville 3D, where the hands reaching out at you? It's a little green monster hand.
1: Is it Dead Alive? What's the one with it pulling the mouth open and there's like a face in there?
0: Oh, that, was, that, uh, was, that you know, is Dead Alive. Yeah.
1: That was Peter, always on the end cap. And Peter was,
0: Jackson of uh Lord of the Rings fame. That was one of his first yeah, movies. Yeah, it was. His, yeah. I have all those movies. I have his other one too, uh Bad Taste, where uh, Alien is giving you the
1: finger on the cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one that was always on the end cap that stayed with me because I was a kid and I don't know the name of it. I don't know if there's a Little Red Riding Hood horror movie or something.
0: Oh, and the wolf's coming out of the guy's yeah, mouth. The, yeah, the yes. wolf. Every like, kid bruzzle. in the 80s yeah. remembers
1: that. God, what is that movie it's called? It's like a drawn... I, it's like a. It's like an old school like movie poster. like. Yes, drawn, it's like an yeah. oil painting almost. It's not The Howling, is it?
0: No, everybody thinks it's The Howling. The cover of The Howling is a girl screaming and there's like razors shredding down like a paper bag. Yeah. No, it's not. It's literally called like... Red Riding Hood, yeah, it, it, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> ain't that funny? The shit your brain retains from memory from childhood. But, uh, uh,
0: but yeah, it's but and 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 very few people. Um, hold on, the Company of Wolves. Okay, I believe is what it's called.
1: See, that doesn't ring a bell. But that, that I know. But,
0: but but <laughs> but I'm I'm telling you.
1: But see on. now, see, this is why I feel bad for for the younger generation that will never know what a video store was my, my son will never, my daughter yes, okay. will never so, know.
0: You don't have to trust me on this, but you can okay. look it up. Okay. It's 1984's The Company of Wolves.
1: Looks like, looks like yeah, I'm and using if you anymore.
0: If you Google that, you will see the cover that you so remember because they kept the cover. Now, Riding Hood's not in the cover anymore. But the the wolf coming through the dude's mouth is actually an oh, effect in the movie. Yeah, it is. It, that is. Yeah. And it's still live. Uh, that movie. Yeah,
1: there it is. There's the cover. Oh
0: god. Right? Right? You're like, shit. God, I hated that
1: so much. Why would you put that right on the <laughs> I end cap love horror movies. See it?
0: Oh shit. And trees? Mm-hmm. If you have Hulu. You that is can a real watch picture. it right now.
1: I don't want to. That is a real picture. I thought I always thought as a kid it was like a fake picture, but mm-hmm. I guess not. Oh wait, no. there's one. Yeah, that is like an airbrush picture. That looks like a weird movie, man. Look at the screenshots.
0: It's a fucked up movie.
1: It looks so up. I'm
0: a big horror movie nut, uh, as you may or may not know.
1: So there and it is.
0: Uh, werewolf transfer so the the reason Company of Wolves exists, real quick, just to diatribe you for a minute. Um mm-hmm is uh, there was this, uh, like special effects were coming a long way. Tom Savini, um, have you ever seen uh, From Dust Till Dawn? Yes. Tom Savini plays Sex Machine. He's the guy with the- Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So he's a horror gore fest guy. He did all the effects for the first four Friday 13th movies. He did uh, all the Romero films. So he figured out how zombies could pull people apart and stuff like that. He did really fantastic makeup effects, but he wasn't alone. There were a ton of people just starting to do stuff like that. And the place where that really shined, uh, this is kind of like when you're watching um, in video games, there's certain you know, studios that they're just all about the tech. Mm-hmm. They're all about showing off the tech. Werewolf transformations in the early to mid 80s was like how you showed off your gore effect tech. There were exceptions such as like Friday the 13th or uh, especially part four was Tom Savini's like masterpiece. Um, or you've got like Stephen King's It, which was a completely different crew. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that was actually Stan Winston and crew. But, uh, but yeah, the Werewolf Transformations was a big one. And so In the Company of Wolves is trying to compete with the likes of The Howling and American Werewolf in London and various other uh, of its ilk. Um, And I got to tell you, I've never watched that movie. i never watched it. My mom had a – you know, because you always, like, kind of looked at your mom, especially when she got to, like, 14 or 15, and you were like, huh? And she was always like, like, hell no. And, like, I'm pretty sure, Trees, at 15 – It was still VHS tapes. I believe I was one of the first people to get a DVD player. I bought a DVD player when I was 17 because I had like a, I worked at a hospital. Mm -hmm. I made $18 an hour in 1997 and I didn't have any, you know, I I didn't have any bills. So I bought a 27 inch CRT TV and a DVD player and really made it work. But anyway, I digress the video stores were still there and they kind of kept their their inventory. So there was a sun-drenched copy of In the Company of Wolves sitting on my video store shelf and had been forever. Mm. And um, yeah, my mom never let me rent it. So I think I'm going to have to go back and play this and
1: watch this. It's on Amazon. It says it on Prime. You can... Is it part of Prime or is it... I saw two ninety nine. I 99 I just seen a... I just clicked on one of the covers to look at it. And up in the corner, it said Amazon Prime. So, okay. Maybe so if you have
0: Prime Video, you're good. It's also on Hulu.
1: So yeah, so, yeah but uh, get, I'm going to go check um, how'd that out. How we get there, Fred? I don't know how we got there
0: know. somehow. Uh, but real quick, actually, while we're on the subject of movies, I mm-hmm. watched a movie with my family that was uh, the theater experience this weekend. Oh, really? We rented, we didn't rent, we bought
1: mm-hmm. Scoob. Oh, the, the Scooby-Doo origin story.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and and they make it easy for you trees. You go in there. <laughs> it was really funny. Okay. I was very amused. My wife didn't understand the joke. Um, oh, I should also point out I am on call. I will edit it out if I get paged, but if I get paged, we're going to hear it. Okay. Um, unlikely, but still. Um, so uh, my <laughs> I turned to my wife and, and we were on voodoo. Uh, you could buy it really anywhere, and it's Movies Anywhere compatible. So, like, I have Movies Anywhere. So, like, too. when I redeem it on Vudu, I'll get it on, like, Movies Anywhere. I'll get it on Microsoft so I can play it on my Xbox. I'll get it on iTunes and things like that. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, and I get it on Amazon, actually, and Google Movies and YouTube. But, uh, but yeah, I, I bought it. I go to buy it on Vudu, which is usually where I initially buy most of my stuff. That's where my main library is. And I said, "So uh, do we buy the SD version for 24.95? Do we buy the HD version for 24.95 or the 4K version for 24.95?" And I was like, "Why would you not just buy the 4K right. version even if you don't own a 4K, just in case mm-hmm. just in case that, that situation were to present itself. Yeah. Um, I also the reason I did that was uh, I usually like the disc to digital. Some movies allowed you to do that, like Sonic. If you bought Sonic the Hedgehog, I think it was thirty bucks, and you paid like five dollars shipping. And what you did was you got the movie, and then they sent you the four K retail disc because Voodoo's owned by Walmart. Although it got bought by Fandango, so once that switches over, that won't be a deal anymore. But anyway, um, where you get the disc? They're not doing that with Scoob, and I checked. The release date of Scoob is August eighteenth, oh. and I was like. You know, if we went to the movies, we would have easily spent 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. So we made the movie experience trees. We got movie theater butter popcorn. Nice. And then we melted real stick butter mm-hmm. to pour on top. I like it. Which my daughter thought was insane until she tasted it. And now it's it, it's like a she asks every time we pop popcorn now. She goes, "Are we going to melt some butter on that?" <laughs> Not every time. Um we got uh, my wife and I had a couple beers, um, and we got my daughter those little mini cans of Sprite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, and we all sat down and we watched Scoob. And, uh, and how was
1: it? Did, did you cry? It was good. It was, was very good? good. It was very good. It I like well um the look of it. I remember seeing the trailer. I, I liked how mm-hmm. they all looked in CG because I don't think yeah they the cut ever of its gym CG, is good. They? Uh, I don't believe so. Or maybe bad CG, maybe some direct-to-video movies they did. Yeah, done. that
0: might have happened, and I'm but sure there's a modern Scooby-Doo, but uh...
1: I yeah. uh, The one thing I didn't like about the trailer sure, uh, was that it seemed like Scooby-Doo was talking a lot. Like, a lot. Like, more than, you know, the old Scoob would sort of, like, <laughs> say things. <"Hey, hey."> <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> words. But this one was like, he was, like, talking.
0: No, so that was just early on, um, when, when he's first found, but no, 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 no. um, they, they let, the the scoob isn't talking too, too much. And I got to tell you, uh, Will Fort does a really good shaggy, Mm -hmm. um, Zac Efron does Fred, which was amusing. Um, two girls that are known from television kind of Duvelma and Daphne, uh, so, good for them. Uh the one of them's from Big Mouth. So I recognize one of the voices. Okay. Um I don't know who does Scooby and then there is a Captain Falcon character who is in the trailers who is uh voiced by Marky Mark and 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 I got to tell you I'm not a huge Marky Mark fan, but he doesn't he doesn't phone this one in. He he gives it his all and it it's it's a better movie for it.
1: <laughs> good for him.
0: Uh yeah. Um so what what you'll be amused by trees if when you inevitably see this film mm-hmm. is uh, they actually are really true to the original uh, series the 60, late sixties early seventies series okay um there is a sequence that is literally a shot for shot remake of the Scooby Doo theme in the beginning nice. like the Scooby Doo yeah, and they yeah. like do all the shots. They do the whole intro like you're watching an episode of Scooby-Doo. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but I will say other Hanna-Barbera favorites will make an appearance. So oh. if you are a Hanna-Barbera fan, oh. you will very much enjoy the callbacks. Are
1: other groups or like random characters? Like, you know, is it like Josie and the Pussycats make an appearance or is it? Josie
0: and the Pussycats would be in the realm I'm discussing and may or may not make an appearance. Oh, Jabberjaw. <laughs> Jabberjaw may or may not make
1: an what appearance. Are the, what are the groups with it that were like groups?
0: Uh, doesn't don't just think groups. Think of uh characters. Yeah. Do you remember when they did the weird uh, when when Hanna-Barbera just kind of merged everything together and you'd have those weird mix-ups? Well, uh, wacky races and all that? Yes. Yes, now you're thinking <laughs> they're going to shuffle up this the Hanna Barbera universe with Scoob, and nice. you will see some some people uh, you haven't seen in a long time. There, the specific main characters that are not part of the Scooby Doo universe that are in that are fused in here mm-hmm. made me smile
1: ear to ear. Mm-hmm. Um, so did they, did, uh, did they uh, put Scrappy in there at any point? scrappy's not there oh, maybe the i'll sequ- just come out and tell maybe you the, maybe the sequel I'm not gonna
0: tease you yeah there, there's i wouldn't say they set up a sequel but i would say this is going to be lucrative for them i think this is going to do well did I they put pleased.
1: in any um just for adults to notice not the kids because they always use but did yeah. they put any like uh sexual tension in <laughs> between fred velva <laughs> and uh the one there there's definitely
0: a moment with fred velma and daphne. daphne um there's definitely a moment um and i think someone calls it out actually yeah. <laughs> not shaggy and scooby so you can kind of tell shaggy and scooby get separated from the gang for a minute mm-hmm. um and that's when the scene i'm referring to happens so uh they have fun with it mm-hmm. and they definitely designed the film up uh, perfectly to be where like my daughter did not catch any of the references. She didn't understand how we knew all the characters oh, yeah, yeah. off the bat. Or we're like, Oh, look at that. You know, and stuff like that. Like she didn't understand how we knew that. Um, but she was able to enjoy and completely follow along uh, with the movie and, and, and really dug it. Um, if I may be so bold, I think the HDR was a little overexposed on at least the voodoo copy. I want to go back and watch the other version. Sometimes that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, They went a little too crazy with it, uh, with daytime scenes. And the reason you really notice it as an HDR watcher um, is because the scene opens with the beach scene uh, that we see in the trailer. Where Shaggy meets Scooby. Mm -hmm. And... um, they didn't do outside very well. But you know when they do it really well, which is a majority of the film, is those inside spooky, mm-hmm. glowy, colorful sequences. Those are great. Um, and so it benefits from it, but it is a little hazy. There's, a th- there's an effect that happens with HDR where uh, sometimes if they rush it or if they didn't color balance it just quite right, it looks hazy. Like the scenes that usually pop in normal movies, uh, look hazy. And then the scenes that normally look hazy in normal movies look great in HDR. So I noticed that with the voodoo copy, but, uh, and it wasn't in Atmos. I was a little displeased with that. It was only Dolby Digital, but you know, we'll live. Um, all in all though, it was amusing. Uh, the biggest reason we bought it was it's 25 bucks and then you own it. You just own it. And um, I refuse to do that with Trolls, which my daughter would love us to do. But Trolls, you rent it once and it's done. And I think I've discussed it on this show. So I won't do that. But uh, it was great to have a little theater night where we sat down and watched uh, Scooby-Doo. Also, because I pre-ordered it, I bought it like eight minutes before it went live. Um, Got a $3 credit for Voodoo, which, okay, great. Um, And I also got... uh, You ready for this, Trees? Three episodes of the original Scooby-Doo. Episodes one, two, and three from season one of Hanna-Barbera's 1969 Scooby-Doo. Taking it back. Yeah. And so we told my daughter, we're like, we're going to watch these. And she's like, that's no.
1: That old shit, dad. We ain't watching that old shit.
0: Nope, nope. She'll do Batman the Animated Series from the 90s, but yeah. Scooby-Doo is going a little too far back for yeah, her. Yeah,
1: what's it? Four frames a second for Scooby-Doo? <laughs> so miles we miles move.
0: She, we waited till she went to bed, and my wife and I, like a pair of teenagers, sat up and we watched fucking Scooby-Doo. Nice. 22 amazing minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was it was good. Uh, You know, it's up to you if that's your price point. Mm -hmm. But for us, it was a very enjoyable, relatively inexpensive. I think we got pizza that night, too. Uh, So we got pizza. We got wings. Then we sat down and we had some buttery popcorn and some sodas and beers, uh, which is what we would normally do at the theater, too. Mm -hmm. Our theater serves beers. So mom and I usually get a uh, a pint or a uh, 22 and uh, get in the recliners and chill out. And uh, we are very much looking forward to seeing theaters reopen. I uh-huh. understand. And this is something like we're going to probably not talk about this much unless it we, we choose to. But everybody's got their own version of comfort as this all comes to pass and reopens and recloses. And I think everything's going to be in a state of flux. But uh, what I understand AMC is planning to do, uh, and they keep us really informed if you're part of their, like, A-list where you're paying a monthly fee to have, like, movie tickets and stuff, is when they are given the clearance to reopen, they are going to basically, you know, say, families can cluster together, but as you buy in a group, we're going to separate by, like, two or three seats, mm-hmm. especially in the recliner seats. Like So it might be, like, four or five regular seats in a theater. We're going to just separate groups. And we're just going to accept that that's part of the cost of doing business. And um, I, for one, can't wait to get back to it. I I miss the theater experience, and I do think there is much value in having it there. And I say this as somebody who has a beautiful 65-inch 4K with a Dolby Atmos surround sound and light-canceling curtains. There's just nothing like getting in those big recliners in an AMC movie theater and watching a bottle of Coke attack you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I miss the movies too.
0: So But here it's a little weird, Trees. Like restaurants are open. Hmm.
1: You yeah, can go to a restaurant and get a table. Yeah, we don't have that yet. I can't wait for yeah. that either.
0: Yeah. So uh Julie, me and Autumn are thinking about going to the local sports bar, Austin's, uh, which is an all ages sports bar. So, mm-hmm. uh this Friday we're we're thinking about going there, uh and uh and uh getting some food. So Um, But again, and again, they're, they're, you know, they're doing, they're doing the right thing. They separate all the tables six feet apart um, and uh, get rid of the tables that aren't there. And uh, everybody gets escorted and uh, everybody who's serving people wears masks and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah, so they're doing it the right way. Um, And yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's increasing um, infection rates. Uh, I have no doubt about that, Mm -hmm. but it is what it is. Um, So. And my daughter did find out that because her summer camp was a designated daycare, she's actually going to, at this point, and they've only got a week to go back on it, um, she's going to start summer camp June 1st. Cool. And she is very eager for that. Something different, you know? Yep, it's going to be one counselor, nine kids. They're going to practice social distancing, and it's all outside. I like it. And she is very eager. So it's two weeks on, two weeks off. So that's how the summer camp works. That's how it was always going to work. It's uh, two weeks in June, two weeks in July, two weeks in August.
1: So sounds so, good.
0: Yeah. Sure. So she's looking forward to that. She's looking forward to, and she's not taking it with anybody she knows. So she's like, and at this point, she's like, "Fuck it, Dad." I well, she didn't mm-hmm. say that, but like, she was like, I, "I don't care. Just just give me a group of kids to play outside with. <laughs> I'll be fine with that." Yeah. So for sure. So yeah, but. Hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you?
1: Anything crazy going on in your world? No, it's been pretty, pretty quiet, man. You know, I finished my, I, I finished my wood, my wood store, as we talked about last week. My wood shed, whatever yeah. you want to call it, got that all set up. Uh, we actually had a fire. We had some neighbors over. Oh, so many- sorry. <laughs> I was thinking the bad kind of fire. I was like, wait, what? No, no, no. We had a little bonfire. I had my uh, fire pit. Yeah. And we were all doing yard work all day. And then my, my, my neighbor, the one that's paranoid. He couldn't resist because it was like summer out. And his wife right. was over talking with all of us. And the other neighbor was over with her little puppy. And they were <laughs> in the backyard. And the kids were playing. And he sort of wandered over. And we were just uh, you know talking about stuff, you know, how he losing his mind. And uh, <clears throat> then uh, he, he was showing me his new chainsaw on a pole. That he bought. Mm. So then mm-hmm. him and me proceeded to like cut down, you know, branches off my pine trees. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then we were just like, let's have a fire. So we had a fire. Some other neighbors came over. and We all sat separated and we yep. kids toasted marshmallows and had tiki torches going. It was nice. It was nice. It good. felt uh, good. Normal.
0: That needs to happen. You know, Social interaction is, yeah.
1: Yes. So, and even the woman that came over with, with their daughter, we were surprised because she's usually super paranoid too. And uh, they were like, oh, so-and-so's in the backyard. And I was like, she's here. She came. Her husband did not obviously, because my other buddy, Dave, He was like, he's not having it. But I'm like, oh, she's going to get in trouble when she goes home. because she's going to silk water. But she walks in the house, <laughs> scrubbed out with metal scrubbers. But it's a but you know she. Uh, it's like
0: my mom who won't uh, who won't hug us, mm-hmm. but she goes to Costco
1: every day. Yeah, it's like what the fuck. So bizarre. But that was fun. Uh, so we did that um, on the gaming front. I got hmm. my copy of Prince of Persia in the mail. Not okay. Real quick, I just want to mention. I do
0: do manual labor, uh, got the power washer, oh, and I've been power great. washing and staining my fence. And I have to tell you, yes. my wife is doing 80% of that shit because I've had to work this week, but <laughs> but we are doing it. So that's, that's happening too. But there's no story there. That's just what's yeah. happening.
1: Yeah. Anyway, you got Prince of Persia. Okay, so it arrived. It arrived, and, and I, I didn't open it for like three days because I knew what was in there. <laughs> Well, it's like, you know, you got a package. I'm like, yeah, I know. So you open it right up. I'm like, yeah, And I kind of went through the story about how my quick, you know, fingers on the, on the, the buy it now button. And, and she's oh. So we opened it and, uh, sure enough, it was water stained. Yeah. Um, The cart is perfect, except for the, there's a number etched in the back. The manual is perfect. So like, huh? yeah. So, I mean, I have it. I haven't even. Cleaned it. I checked if the cart works, but I mean, I, 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 I bet it, it does. But yeah, I mean, yes, I like stuff to be mint. But at the same time, it is Prince of Persia, and if it works, it, it's fine. I'll put it in the collection. You know? I didn't even
0: know Prince. Like I said, until last week, I didn't know Prince of Persia was on the Genesis. Yeah, I would have failed that test.
1: You know, I I haven't even entered it into my retro game collection app yet. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, mm. Hmm. Uh, do you have you do you use that? Have you ever used that? Do you, do you use any kind of cataloging VG, thing for your games? God, what do I use? I use VG something. So I use one that VG I like. VG Collect, maybe? I don't know. There's, there's a handful of them. Uh, yeah. And I've tried them. This one is called Retro Game Collector. Um, huh. Yeah, I use VG Collect. Okay. But... So I like this one a lot. Um hmm it lets you pick one system for free. That's the thing. It's a, it's a kind of a paid app. Is that is it a Mac thing? No, it's on my phone. Okay. So, like I said, it's an app on my phone. Um, so, like I choose Genesis as my main <laughs> course, or whatever, yeah. and it will, it basically has a whole Genesis collection, right? And you can look through it. Uh, it will give you like little synopsis, give you the cover art if it's a of the Mega Drive version or the regular version. Uh, you can mark it if you own it. You can mark if you have the, just the box, if you have the manual, if it's complete. Uh, it pulls in data from – I'm not sure where it's pulling it from, um, but it will give you like a, the basic price of it. It will pull up eBay auctions and populate oh. that underneath. It will – and once you start getting a bunch of games listed, it will actually give you all these stats of like the most rarest, the most valuable. It'll give yeah, retro like,
0: game collector, right?
1: Yes. Um, and then if you wanna it's it's like twenty bucks if you want like all the systems. Uh-huh. Or it's like I don't know, $3.99 for one. So I bought like the Sega CD in the Dreamcast. So I just have my three Sega consoles. Uh-huh. Uh, you can mark ones that you want, you can mark uh the ones you have, you can mark their condition, you can put little notes in about them. It will give you sort of metadata of like the they're great, you know. Their their scores. I don't. I like it. It's like a, a sort of like a complete thing, you know. <laughs>
0: There's a yeah, and of course the uh, the internet can't be decent. There's a guy who paid the twenty bucks to unlock everything, mm-hmm. and then he thought about it for two weeks. He even admits this in his review, and now he feels it's too much. Yeah, and the developer even wrote back and said, "I'm sorry, we had to charge a bundle price." we do a lot of extensive work and APIs and connections in mm-hmm. there to get everything. And 20 bucks seemed the lowest we could do for all the resources we put into giving you absolute control of everything. Yeah, And they were like, you know, if you purchase that and feel like you don't want it, we could work about revoking it or something. And the guy, like, of course, wrote back and was like, don't do me any favors. And it's like, okay, so you wanted them to give you your money back, but, like, also have all those accesses. Yes. Because it's the internet.
1: <laughs> I think it's great. And I like the little charts and the little graphs and the little... Yeah,
0: it's, it's intriguing. Uh, I, I might do that. this, the one that I've got is fine, but it's, like, it's, it is what's, just, like,
1: it what, Googles for you. What's your biggest collection, would you say? Like, what, what system do you have the most... Would it
0: be Nintendo? Would it be... No, it's a more modern system. Uh, I may actually have the largest number of Sega CD games in my collection. Remember, most of mine are disc only. So actually, this collection would give me a much better shelf to look at. I also actually, in hindsight, uh, now that I sit down and think about it, I have a pretty extensive collection of 3DO games. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I have a rock-solid collection of Jaguar games where I've got, like, all mine are complete mm-hmm. with the full box, cardboard inserts, everything, the the thing you put in the controller and all that, and they're mm-hmm. all in great condition. And I have everything you could possibly want on the Jaguar, and I've got about 30 games. Mm-hmm. So that's probably my most, like, valuable and expensive collection. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, my biggest is probably, I think I've got 130 something games on the Sega CD and wow. I've probably got somewhere in the vicinity of 60 games on the 3DO and I've yeah. probably got that same amount of games on like PS2, Xbox yeah, like, 360, I like, PS3. I
1: like this like. app because it will give you like, cause you can have a wanted section too. So you can have your collection. <laughs> Right, you'll want it, and then it will be all the rest. Right, that you don't have an either. Um, At the top, it will tell you like what, and I'm not sure where it's pulling the data from, like what resource it's pulling. It's it's. They probably built their own database that's just
0: scans of the, right? That's just scans of the boxes and stuff.
1: Well, I mean, where it's getting the money, the worth and stuff from? Like, I don't know. Because it does pull an eBay yeah. auction, so I don't know if it's it's sort of they, like... Scandals. they're probably referencing
0: a version of like price charting or some yes. other API. Oh, so yeah. what's
1: funny! Is it will be like at the top, it will be like your collection, what you you know roughly what your collection's worth, and then underneath it will be like what you wanted is worth is worth it. That's always a lot more than uh, a <laughs> collection. Uh, anyways, so Prince of Persia is going in there, but there's always a note section. And uh, mm-hmm. I'll always pretty much always write complete. You know what I mean? Uh, oh,
0: right, right. Yeah.
1: Just for myself. But this one's going yeah, to have to.
0: Yeah. VG Collect has a thing where when you add a game, it literally says disc slash cart only, manual. Yes. Complete. Yeah. And you get to pick like yes, what this... you do and
1: don't have. Well, that, that it has that. But then it also okay. just has a section with a slider where you can grade it one through five, like what you think it's, you know, condition. And then it has a little note section where you just write your own notes. And I, I always just write in complete or if there's, like, you know, something about it. I always write in, like, the, the main publisher of it and stuff, even though they kind of list it. But under this note, Fred, I'm going to have to write water damage slash etching on cart. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah boy. Um. But, yeah, otherwise than that, that was... Uh, that's it for me for my, my week. I, and I, for, you know, playing, uh, I've only, I played two things. This okay. Point. Uh, I, well, three, if you count Spider-Man, but I beat it. Cause I said I would, I beat that game mm-hmm. and I beat it, Fred. I beat it too. I thought the ending was great. Yes. I thought, uh, in, in, let me tell you something. I made fun of those characters Mm-hmm. But by the end, like, like, it's funny to say it, but the emotion I got from from Peter Parker from mm-hmm. that, it was, I felt that in the end, it was good. I thought the whole wrap up was good. Um, I don't know. I really liked it. I thought it. I thought it came together well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It still sets it up if they want to do something in the future. They, can go. they
0: did, especially the little, because that that movie or that game ended almost as many times as mm-hmm. a Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Stay but in the credits because there's some shit that yeah. happens. It's but it's um they can, you can go, skip the credits. They left though, it, very they left it
1: op- open enough where they can go so many different directions.
0: Well, yeah, and what I liked about it was they were like, this is one of these are one of many potential sequels Mm -hmm. and they acknowledge much like any comic book does that the story's over, it is a complete story. The Spider-Man story is a modified version of the Sinister Six story Mm -hmm. that is a complete story in and of itself, right? When you finish it, you finish it. Um, But it gives you just little hints of like, this is where we could go if we want to keep this story going, um, you know, I this just tells you how interested in teenage melodrama I am. I was way more interested in seeing them develop even more, although they do a very good mm-hmm. job. The the Peter Parker Mary Jane story, right? Um, I wanted them to go further with it, uh, but. But they, the way they also in the tell context of like, that movie, yeah, it, the way they, of that game, it's yeah. But
1: the I'll way worry. the way they tell that story also is like he's not like he's seen some shit already, right? It's not like it's an origin story. No, nope. development from there, like just from his backpack finds, you understand that he's been doing this a while. And yeah this is
0: this is a um so just for context without getting geeky mm-hmm. this is a modern retelling uh which the comics might be doing I'm not caught up on the comics I'm I'm way behind um and I'll get there but I'm just not there yet so this is like a modern retelling but to give Peter Parker like and Mary Jane like their location in the world uh they are post grad um getting real jobs in the real world. And for the record, when Spider-Man starts in any way, shape or form, he is in high school. So you're six to eight years post Ooh. him being Spider-Man. So he's got some history. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you're like, I wish it was more character development, but they did that sneaky thing where it's like, well, <laughs> they've already had that character. You know what I mean? They're already yes. far along yes. and, and they, they throw in your face you know that obviously there's a lot of history between them and they're still trying to work it out and i don't i i liked it a lot because put this Mm -hmm. way i'm i'm probably the ultimate endorsement right because i don't read the comics (laughs) and i was sucked in by everything and Mm was able to follow it without being confused like it like even though i could tell there's a history with all these characters and everything just from Reading stuff and just from their dialogue back and forth, like their banter, like I understood everything I needed to understand.
0: Well, and yeah, in, in the context of this, I don't think this is a spoiler, but at the very beginning of this game, Mary Jane and Peter have broken up. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and it seems have been broken up recent. for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it seems somewhat recent, but it it has happened. Yes. Like this is not fresh wound, and I don't know if that happens in the comics. No. Uh, again, I'm I'm real early. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm approaching episode or issue fifty. Although I gotta tell you, oh trees, like just side note. Going back to the 60s and like reading Hulk, and I thought it was just Hulk, but like I got my hands on some other ones. Spider Man is still kind of a primitive, wordy 60s comic book, Mm -hmm. but it is the most modern day. Like it ages the best out of all of these. The rest of that Marvel 60s shit is Mm -hmm. like unreadable. Like I flat out just told myself until the late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to read any other Marvel. Yeah. Like, just flat out. Like, I don't know. And there might be some good stuff, but it'll have to come, like, recommended. Did, uh, going back to the game, did
1: you platinum it? Yeah. I did. You did? I did not, obviously. Well, I, there's uh, a
0: there's a cheat about the platinum that I can talk about in a sec, but do
1: you know what you're missing for the platinum? There's a bunch of stuff I didn't do. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean I I happened didn't complete to the organic. I didn't do all the crimes, I didn't do all the challenge okay. tokens. I, I was at one point I just like stuck it in drive and put my good. foot on the pedal yeah. and got it done. So with the challenge tokens, I spectaculared everything, which means
0: uh silver, uh middle ground. Oh okay. Um I, I... didn't replay things too too much. Um although going back to them after I'd fully upgraded, I got to level fifty before. How do I put this without <laughs> spoilers? So you know the E3 demo that we talked about last yes. week that sets a certain spot. I would argue that's the beginning of Act Three. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when I hit level fifty. Oh boy! Which might have been early. Um, so when you're there, you can go back and do those challenges, and they're, not easy, but they're easier to, like, where your default's usually a bronze, your default's now a silver.
1: Right, okay. So I
0: managed to knock those out. I accidentally got two golds. Uh It wasn't intentional. And those challenges are fucking bullshit. I'm sorry. I didn't replay them much. They weren't fun. I didn't think they are fun. No, like, no, they, no, they and, aren't.
1: And whatever.
0: I, they I aren't, mean, and they've never been. But, no. like, yeah, they weren't. Um And the crimes become tedious
1: as fuck. So you were, so you can't, so can't go anywhere. You can't get from A to B. And at one point I had to ignore them because I didn't have all of them done. So obviously they were popping off left and right, mm-hmm. so I could do them. Mm-hmm. And I was ignoring them. And, they and were I've just, heard
0: post game they're more rare, but I don't know.
1: They were just going off. Um, and they keep
0: popping off even though I've done them all. Oh really? And I don't. There's no reason to do them. Right. But right. But whatever. Um, so when I got all done trees, there were only two achievements or trophies I didn't have. Okay. Buy all the suits, and that's because of something that uh, I don't... This is not a spoiler. This is actually a bit of advice to anyone going into this. Um, You can buy various things with your tokens, and if you buy anything other than suits, unless you perfect this game, you will get to the end of the game being unable to buy the suits. Okay. So I was lacking four or five suits... And a total of about 12 or 16 challenge tokens. Right, right. um, Was where I was. And I had a couple suits missing. I had unlocked them all, but I hadn't bought them all. Right. And it was because I had bought some gadgets. And that was my downfall. Because you'll see on Reddit, there's a bunch of people who are like, Oh, if you bought the gadgets, there's no trophies attached to that. They're fun, but there's no trophies attached to it. And now you can't get the suits. People are like, how do you get them then? And they're like, you can either replay the game, but most people don't recommend that. Or you can new game plus it because you'll keep your progress and move right, into a new right, game. Right. But I didn't want to do that. I don't really feel like I want to replay this game. No, I will someday, but not not in the next few years. And um, and that's me being a huge Spider Man geek. I could see people retiring this for good after they're done with it. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's just they're done. Um, so. Here's where I did get to win out on it. The DLC is three parts. Okay. And each part has a new plethora of challenge tokens. Uh, and okay. Uh, and, and bases and things like that. So even though I did everything, I was able to quickly... Uh, I mostly needed challenge tokens. I needed a couple base tokens, but for the most part, I needed challenge tokens. So I was able to quickly clean up and get the suits I needed and get the platinum.
1: And I, and I was wrong last week. I did have that flaming Skull suit guy. So oh, okay. I did have it's him the on Ghost watch. Rider suit. Yeah. I mean, I didn't buy him, but I did have him somewhere. So. Gotcha.
0: That's that's a cool-looking suit. It's not a fun power, and I still stand by Blossom's the best power. Um, although the final suit you fight the final boss with, mm-hmm. that has its value if you're trying to rack up challenge tokens. Yes. in Because all the challenge tokens in the DLC is Screwball. So you're doing all her game show shit. Oh, okay. Uh, which is actually, I, I think you might find amusing trees, and they do this fun little multiplier thing. It seems like they listen to audience opinions of how they did it before and they give you more like random reflex ways to crank points so that it's easier to get higher up uh because uh there's a trophy for getting spectacular on all of the first dlc and i did it accidentally just by playing the Mm -hmm. five challenge tokens ones um then the last one was a secret trophy and i didn't know what it was and when i found out what it was i was so pissed off that they kept it a secret i don't know why this was kept a secret which was, you know, the uh, his tether uh, gadget. It's the one where he like, like a you track. can launch it on the ground and when people walk yeah. over it, it like,
1: like a web smacks
0: track. him. But you could put it on a person and then he just like attaches if someone walks past yeah, him. Yeah, to
1: someone else. Yeah, it's funny. You have
0: to tether 10 people together. Oh. And again, that's fine, but you shouldn't make it a secret. Yeah, it's a secret. I should know that's what you want me to do. Mm. Um, so the moment I knew to do that, I just ran around tethering people to people, and it was very easy to yeah, I, get the yeah. Platinum.
1: I did it by accident so, a few times, probably.
0: So I'm playing the DLC. I did 100% of DLC 1, which is uh, cat, uh, Sorry, Black Cat, which I'm standing by is still the Catwoman of the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. But... That one's really amusing. So, do you know the story of Black Cat and Cat or and and, and uh
1: Spider-Man at all? No, I mean, like I said he alludes to the history. Sure. he has a lot of quips. They used to date, you know. Simply put, they used to date. Mm-hmm. They dated
0: before him and Mary Jane met or dated. I think they knew each other but they weren't dating. And him and Black Cat dated. Mhm. And you can learn the history through the DLC. They actually do a very good job of explaining the very well-known, for the comic readers, Black Cat and uh, Spider-Man history. But they do a good job of like showing, not telling, which I think is really good. But they explain enough so that you get it. Mm -hmm. And that is a storyline with her. All right. And, of course, they play fun with the fact that he's dating Mary Jane yeah. at the time. Yep. Uh, they, they have a lot of fun with that. And uh, there's a couple challenge areas, and there are a couple of areas. They only take like three or four districts and give you some random crimes there to do if you want to. I just did them because why not? And uh, I wanted to unlock the special suit, but you don't have to. Um, and then I've done DLC 2, and I'm almost to the end of that. Mm-hmm. And so those are roughly <clears throat> three hours to 100%. So they are good speed and there's 3 of them. Thanks. So you're probably talking 9-10 hours extra after you're done, but that's if you're 100%ing them. If you're just doing mission to mission, it's only about 5 or 6 missions, but they're they're substantial. They're not weak. They are and they're well crafted. They're well designed. They learned from the parts that people clearly didn't like about the main game. Right. Um the there are very clear weak missions in this game. And so, um, I was very pleased with it. I will be finishing the DLC. DLC 2 wasn't nearly as good. It's a mob boss story about uh, Hammerhead, who is one of the mob bosses. Okay. It really leans heavily into the crime mafia world of Spider-Man, which is actually very pivotal in the early comics. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much in the later ones. Mm. I just don't really care about the families in New York. Yeah. Yeah. And I really don't care about Hammerhead as a character. He's not great. So I'm looking forward to the third DLC. I'm trying to remember who's in that, but it's supposed to be good. Um, It's supposed to be a really good wrap up of everything. So uh, it does not further the stories you've heard. It just is like supplemental stories involving the characters you've seen. So I think they did a good job with it. Um, A little lazy in some of them. Like, I'll just come out and say it. One of the <laughs> the thing with Hammerhead is they're like, you know, they're like, oh, now you got to fight Hammerhead. What are you going to do? And I was like, what's the deal with him? He's like no different than any of the other mob bosses because there's like four mob families. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, no. Hammerhead stole all of Sable's guns. And so it's like fighting a bunch of Sable troopers, only they look like gangsters. So right. they just like took the Sable guns and put them on the, <laughs> the regular gang members oh, in the crimes. Gotcha. And... We have a storyline and so it's a little roll your eyes yep. but it's amusing enough and they do a good job with the plot. So yeah, I am almost done with Spider-Man and I thoroughly enjoyed this game. Yeah, it was good, um, man. It was
1: fun. It, it was fun. That yeah, mean? it's it's
0: it's interesting though. Here's what I will say. The one thing it is fun and it is enjoyable. And it is definitely that Sony formula. It's that Sony open world formula, uh, but adapted to a Spider-Man game. What I have to say though, and what blows my mind is how this game is not an awful lot different than the Spider-Man three game that came out in 2010 on the three sixty and PS3. And that shit got panned to shit by reviewers. They said, swinging is the only fun thing. Swinging through New York is the only fun thing. And this game is just like it with the quick time events and everything. And so it is very interesting to see how time can change what is popular. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I have to say that because, and I'll tell you, the reason I'm saying this as a term of endearment is I played Spider-Man 3 on the 360 and thought it was a very great game. Like I thought it was a rock solid game. Very solid, fun to play, enjoyable game. And I didn't understand why people didn't like it. And then you play this, and you're like, this is honestly no different. Mm-hmm. And, but everyone likes it, and I like that. So there is that. I will say, Trees, if you ever get around to the DLC, too, the costumes are pretty fucking dope. There's a British Spider-Man costume oh. you get in DLC 1 that is awesome. Cool. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a great game. I, I highly recommend people check it out. Um, it does mean that I need to take a breather from an open-world Sony oh, game, though. Right. Um, so we may or may not talk about it, but Ghost of Tsushima is out this se- this uh, this summer. That was fun. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to delve into that because of that. And I own Days Gone, mm-hmm. and that's going to have to uh, take a little well, bit of time before I'm ready to jump
1: back into an open-world Sony game. Well, it's funny you say that because we talked about this last week, and I said, after Spider-Man... I'm going to have to cleanse my palate, maybe play something silly, maybe a Uh list game. Just, you know, I had a hard time finding one. Like, I just wasn't into it. Like, I'd I'd start playing something on this. Blood Knights wasn't low enough on the totem pole for you? What did I try playing? There was two games, adventure games I started playing. I was like, I don't want to play these. You know, Blood Knights is like
0: a third-person hack and slash. It's a yeah. bad game, but it's on PS now. A lot of these
1: were like Black Mirror, some game Black Mirror I started playing. Oh,
0: I, I kept trying to figure out if I wanted to play that game or not. So uh, no. you give a big no? Yeah.
1: Well, I only played like an hour of it, right? Because I was like trying That's- to... Bounce around. I put some. If practice. you play an hour of Spider Man, you don't stop playing it. Well, that's you it. You right? come back. So So uh, I did revisit Tokyo Jungle for a little. That was a fun little throwback that to play again. Fucking fantastic. Yes. Uh, I love that game. Listen. Anytime you can be a Pomeranian, murder yes. a beagle, <laughs> <or a> cold <laughs> eat it. It's good times. I have all the DLC
0: in that. I can be a fucking Velociraptor if I want to be in that game. I fantastic. have never beat Tokyo Jungle. I don't know if you can beat it. You can, you can just you can
1: because there's a story, and they actually explain why there's dinosaurs and stuff, and it involves oh yeah, time no, I've gotten stuff, right? far
0: in it, but I've never gotten to the end. That
1: game goes. I know the story is bananas. <laughs> that game, did, um, yeah. Anyway. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna start playing Control. Right. Ah uh, <laughs> yes. So I'm
0: waiting for August. They've ini- They've officially announced that Control is coming to Steam in August. So. So.
1: Uh, the next two games I'm going to talk about quickly because I didn't play a lot. I've only played a handful of hours in each one. So I stopped playing okay. Control. I probably played about three hours, two to three hours of it maybe. Um, enough to get okay. into the building and maybe get like two of my powers. Whoa, spoilers. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, uh, next year you're going to tell me her name's Jessica. No, it's weird. I've been hearing about this game forever. Especially from uh-huh. game, you know, podcasts Critics? and stuff, yeah. and how, how great it is, and clever, and smart, and all the stuff uh-huh. you read is like genius and funny, mm-hmm. and um, you're not I, seeing it. I'm not seeing it. <laughs> I hate when that happens to me because I feel like a dummy. Right? Like they so... make me feel like a dummy. Like um, like the game looks amazing. Sure, the mechanics, sure. but, the shooting but, but, the, it is awesome.
0: But, but that's the st- that's the, the problem I would leverage against Spider-Man is that it's a PS2 game that looks gorgeous, right. but that doesn't stop it from being a PS2 but, game. Now it happens
1: to be fun, but... But the shit, the story, yeah. right? Okay. Like, I'm doing my best to, like, follow it. And I know they're not telling me stuff on purpose because I'm supposed to sure. unveil it. Um, Remedy's super...
0: But, right, do you remember fucking Max Payne one? Like, uh, his, boy, you had to pull teeth to
1: fucking figure that. Here's what I out. feel. You know what okay. I feel? This is what I feel. Yeah, sure. If this had Kojima's name on it, they'd be making fun of it and He's, shitting on it. But because it's Remedy, they're like, it's genius. Sam Lake wrote it. Huh?
0: Sam Lake wrote it. How dare you? And then no, I I'm found kidding. out He's that Max Kojima Payne. actually yeah. does
1: a voice of a character him and his translator, and here I go, that makes sense. Because it's in the same fucking ilk. Like, the craziness, like the weird characters and the weird tech that they don't really explain. They're just like, yeah, that's what this does. And you're like, what? It's so (laughs) Kojima to me. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. and um, That's true. So what I've got from it so far, right? And I'm going to sound like an idiot because, you know, is... I've never played the game, so you won't sound like one to me. You show up at this building, right? You're okay. this woman. I forget her name. I think it's Jesse, right? Yeah, maybe. She's looking for her lost brother who's been missing for like 17 years or something. Um, A, she, a while. He, <laughs> <she> keeps, <laughs> and her brain keeps like this. There's like this whooping of reality and she's talking to somebody like she's, she's having a conversation. You can't hear the voice, but she's always like talking to herself as if Jesse you're right Jesse Faden okay Okay, anyway right so there's that going on you're like well I don't understand that who she's talking to but I'm sure that's something I'll figure out she goes to this building um what's it the bureau has a weird the name the bureau the bureau yeah. of um
0: oh the technical name is the federal bureau of control of control yeah the FBC, yes, the
1: FBC. Yes. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Can so, you tell I've got the website up right now? So let's see
1: how much... I don't have the website up, but let's see what how much I'm understanding if you're reading along. Uh, so she yes. goes there to look for him because they took him, apparently, after an incident involving her town in one of these paranormal incidents. They came and, and the took him... The oldest house, yes. And, and took him to the oldest house, which is where this uh, bureau is located. In the oldest house itself is, like, this hotbed of paranormal activity. Uh, and it opens, there's, like, gateways to other dimensions and shit in the Bureau. So when you go in there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, the building itself is always, like, changing. The rooms are always moving around, and architecture is always fucked up. Um,
0: it violates the
1: laws of reality,
0: it says. Now, mind
1: you, this stuff is, like, it's almost presented to you, like, yeah, yeah of course this is just this is the story, and I'm, it, that's what makes me feel dumb I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just like, well, you don't get it, bro I'm not, it's not sucking me in. I'm just like, okay, it's kooky right mm-hmm. So you go in there and then from what I, what I can gather, right, the whole place is a shit show in there. <laughs> you can't find anybody. yeah, uh, there's these entities running around. Uh, she dubs them the hiss, they're like the enemy. The hiss, yes. Uh, there's bodies floating in the air everywhere, very death-straining like. Um, they're just sort of floating around, like the people that did work there.
0: I plead the fifth,
1: <laughs> and uh, I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything, but they're floating around, uh, and they sort of get taken over by the paranormal, whatever, and they're the, they're sort of your enemies, right? Uh. Mm-hmm. You go to the director's office that runs this fucking shit show uh mm-hmm. he's spoiler uh you don't get to talk to him, let's just say he's not with us anymore oh. um what you, <laughs> you pick up this gun no,
0: it's just the way you said it. you're like, let's just say he's not he's with us out. anymore.
1: uh yeah, <laughs> you pick up this weird gun that sort of morphs around in your hand. And it's kind of cool um. And the gun brings you to the astral plane like it zaps you into a different uh, dimension and you go through a, like my wife's yoga class. You go through a tutorial with the gun how to use the gun and then when you and then you talk to um an upside down pyramid from what I can gather that's hmm. called the board that's the board. <laughs> okay
0: um, I'm starting to wonder if you're making part of
1: this. I'm up. not. <laughs> go to go to the Wikipedia because I went no, to it I, the other day. No, sure I fun. wasn't crazy. No, I trust. You. Um And the board, Um once you pass it, uh because only certain people can wield the gun and pass the trial, and you did. So now you're the director of the FBC. The board, oh, appoints you the direct. They're the one. The board, this pyramid in the astral plane, the upside down pyramid. That's yes, the points the director of the bureau and people just know this cause you do run in the real. This people. is
0: some neon Genesis
1: Evangelion. You, shit you do right run in the real people and they go, Oh, you're wielding the gun. Well, you're the new director. <laughs> and you're like, do you put this on your W2? Like you guys work here. Like what the fuck's going on? <laughs> and then this was the Kojima part of it. Right. If I saw
0: someone walking down, a, down the hall with a gun, I wouldn't just be like, welcome aboard boss. What's the morphing
1: gun. It's the weird astroplane <laughs> gun. It has a name. Object of power. It's an object of power. Yes, he, I've
0: seen the big boner rifle.
1: Um, So this is what I'm talking about. It's very Kojima-esque, whereas shit just has names. Like, yeah, that's what that shit did is. Did you play Alan Wake? No. That, okay. I say
0: Kojima. It's No, it's Alan Wake is by Remedy. I know it is. By Sam Lake. And it's the same shit. Like the whole time it's like, the writer ran through the oh, Like he talks to the third person and he's like, and he didn't know what the hell was going on. And by the end of the game, half the people finished it and were like, oh, <coughs> like they figured it out. And half the people finished the game and they were like, the fuck? Yeah. Wait, what happened? I thought I was going to get the rest of this game explained to me. And yeah, and there's this huge group of people who are like, let me explain to you on an existential level what the ramifications of Alan Wake's very existence are. And there's a bunch of other people who are just like, yo, this thing was like sponsored by Verizon and they show up all the time and all it was was a bunch of Twilight
1: episodes. I played episodes a good chunk of Death Stranding. Right? (laughs) And the same as this. It was awesome. It looked awesome. The equipment and like the world was awesome, but but they just have this weird, convoluted shit, like the names of things and what it does, like
0: a shell of a narrative.
1: Basically. And they just tell you stuff like that's what that does. It's like, oh my god, well, do you put batteries in that? Like, how's that even work? <laughs> like they just spew shit up and it's like spew it out is like that's what it does. And you're like, oh, okay. And the same shit was in this. And it was like, man, this is bananas. So, like, you finally get – you meet this other woman. I think her name's Emily. And she's one of the people that works there. She's, like, one of the directors. I don't know what she does. And her and a small team are unaffected by the hiss. Like, they're surviving in the building because she's wearing, like, this little fucking harness thing on her chest. There's little Iron Man light on her chest. And it's like, oh, okay. and they're like, oh, how, uh, you know, you're like, oh, you're still alive. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> you know, and she's like, oh, yes. Well, you know, right before this happened, uh, so-and-so developed uh, the, the the HRAs that we wear and this protect us. And they're like, you know, it's a Hadron uh, amplifier. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know Trees, like, did you ever watch Lost? <laughs> oh, my God. So now... <laughs> But the thing is, like, I don't, I'm just following these mission things, but I don't kind of know why. Like, I feel (laughs) dumb about it. I'm like, all right, so there's these. No,
0: don't feel dumb about it. So there's these. But if you're not having a good time.
1: I can't figure out if I am because it's cool. Okay. But at the same time, it's like, I kind of know I'm going through motions. Yeah. Like it's telling me to go to this room in the map, okay. And I'm shooting people on the way, and then you get there, and it's like, uh, does I'm not have you gotten to any of the annoying bosses yet? Yes, I I got, got, I this yes, I got the one is chock full of those. I got to one that I thought I wasn't supposed to get to yet, put it that way, because gotcha. I was dying okay. so yeah. much. Yeah. And finally, yeah. I just had to not scam scam it, but basically just play hide and seek for a very long time and pick it apart.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, I didn't have fun doing that. I thought it it's was okay. broken. Dark Put this way. Death. I went out of the room after I died a bunch and mm-hmm. I tried exploring more because I thought I missed something.
0: This can't be where I'm supposed but it to was. be right now. Yeah. So there you okay. go. Um,
1: okay. Like one of the, so you, the way you acquire your powers, right? And oh, I'm yeah. not going to go into like, cause I can't remember the explanations because <laughs> okay. a, AEW is a wrestling company. There's a there is, but it's we saw that in there. AWE stand for something the Oz okay, right? I'm gonna look it up. Where's my uh-huh. I have it brought up, so I gotta bring it up because I need to know what this stuff stands for
0: advanced weapon energies.
1: So those creep, I don't know. I'm I didn't. Oh, I thought that was it. That's how dumb this I feel because that could have been right. Okay, I'm on the, it might be I'm on check. the Wikipedia page. Yeah, HRA's uh. Yeah, Emily, who survived by donning the hedron Renaissance amplifiers. go fuck yourself. A
0: second expansion, AWE, will tie control to remedies. Oh, okay, so AWE must-
1: Uh Okay, the let's see. Here's the first. Here's the first lining of setting. Here's the first set. Control revolves around a cl- clandestine Clint clandestine 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 U.S. government AG agency known as the Federal Bureau of Control, FBC, which is responsible for investigation of para not paranormal, paranatural phenomena, <laughs> which defy the known laws of reality. These phenomena manifest in the form of altered world events, A.E., A.W.E.'s, intrusions upon perceived reality shaped by the human collective unconsciousness. Oh, my God. (laughs) So it goes on like that, right? And that's what's being... Uh That's not even said to you, though. I'm reading the Wikipedia page. This is just... (laughs) I don't know. So those AWEs uh, make up these things called objects of powers, which are normal everyday items that get possessed with this energy. And they, Mm -hmm. they cause like... Different things to happen. Um, so the first one you run into, which gives you your uh, force push from fucking uh, Force <laughs> Unleashed.
0: Yeah, uh, I know what you're getting at. Yeah. It's,
1: um, you go into a room. It's like, go get this object of power, right? And you go there and there's like, it looks like this. I'm not even sure. It's a floppy disk with like a windstorm around it. And you have to, like... Yeah,
0: I've, I've heard there's, like, a fridge that's yes. like that. Yes, and too. you
1: get in there, and you finally capture this floppy disk, and then it basically transfers its power to you. hmm I don't know, man. And then I got another one, which was a telephone, and now that lets me speak to the ast- the, guy, the dead guy, but I can hear him now in the astral plane, or the, re- the remnants of him giving orders... That's how I know where to go, but only the director can use the phone. Mm-hmm.
0: That I knew, yeah. I don't know, man.
1: That's a, so. That's let me as far let me as I got.
0: let me throw this out to you because this is something I really have to know. So, I'm not in love with the concept of the Epic Game Store on PC. Mm-hmm. However, it's where Control is. Okay, now Control is coming to Steam in August. But I got to be honest with you. What you've said to me thus far Mm -hmm. has me a little weary, Um, which I don't mean to do. I'd sound
1: like I'm shitting on it, but I'm not. It it looks amazing. It's your opinion. Is amazing. I'm just no, no. It's your opinion. I'm confused. Your opinion is your
0: opinion. Um, So here's my question to you. Control technically has a retail price of sixty bucks. When these games come from the Epic Store and release on Steam. They usually come out at half off. So 30 bucks. But right now, Epic Game Store has a deal. It's it's a seemingly crazy deal. Like for console owners, Mm -hmm. you'll never see this deal. Ever. I'm sorry, just ever. You'll never see this deal on the market. You'll maybe see something similar, but not the same. So Epic Game Store right now has a deal where if you log into it and put on two-factor authentication, which was always the reason why I hadn't bought anything on the Epic Game Store up to this point, although I didn't know they had taken live two-factor authentication, um, you can get a free copy of Grand Theft Auto Five mm-hmm. on PC, which I already own it on Steam, so I don't really care that much. But whatever. But in also grabbing a free copy of that, you get a ten dollars off coupon, and I can get control right now for nineteen ninety nine. And the reason I want on PC is because it's got the crazy ray tracing particle effects mm-hmm. stuff, and I have a car uh, graphics card built for it. So the question is simple: mm-hmm. Do I grab it on the Epic Epic Game Store now for twenty bucks and take the lightest risk I can? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's about as light as it gets. Or do I wait for Steam, give myself till August, maybe pay a little more? but give the game a go there as a well, massive remedies fan who has played all of remedies the, games and enjoyed them for city the I can't the, not the, go for it
1: for the sake of me. I mm-hmm. would like you to play it to let me know <laughs> that I'm not totally. And I can't lie. That is a
0: justifiably enticing reason. I think I want to jump like, into it. Right play now. it,
1: play it until you get the phone. Cause that's how much I played a little pass where I got the phone and now I'm supposed to be going into the maintenance area because you're always being sent into the the oldest house different parts to like bring it back online right so now i, I gotta get down into. The, i mean there. i'm gonna
0: complete spider-man but i'll be done with that by friday and i could give it the weekend and probably at least get to where you're Oh, i only played like i'll put five to seven hours i only in, play like two three weekend. hours yeah, honestly.
1: exactly um oh and it's memorial day weekend oh i'll <laughs> fuck that up you might the thing is because i'm not saying it's it's bad or anything I know, but
0: you've got me like tempted to grab it now, and like I've got plenty of games I could play instead. Mm-hmm. But, but like I'm sorry, the zeit, not zeitgeist the the ability to talk with people about games. Mm-hmm. This is completely removed from a podcast, right? That's how video games have always been. You're you're gonna buy. Eternal Champions, but your buddy starts talking about fucking Primal Rage, and next thing you know, you bought that mm-hmm. on the Genesis. Like, that's always how video games have been. And you're doing that to me with Control, which is a game I've wanted to play mm-hmm. since day one. And it's a very polarizing game. Like, lots of websites gave it, like, part of their top 10 or whatever of the year. Mm-hmm. And then other ones completely shunned it. And they both acknowledged that the other could be right, but, yeah. like, they just... <laughs> They're on the fence, and you being so on the fence with this game is seriously tempting me. And I think maybe I should just bite the bullet,
1: drop twenty bucks, mm-hmm. and get a free copy of GTA Five like, in the process. Like there, there was a there's a part where you get in the phone right, and you have to go to this one part of Dolos uh, House right to go get it. And when you get there, there's like a floating glass room, right? It's floating off in the distance, mm-hmm. and that's where the phone's ringing. Also, I
0: have to say, all these areas you're describing
1: are fascinating to me. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's you're playing it, and you're like, all right. Like, I like all this stuff, but maybe their explanation of it I don't like. Possible. You know? Like, it's like, that's weird. And they're like, well, this is the oldest house. That's what it does. (laughs) You're like, okay. Or are you just trying to show me some cool effects? Welcome to the did, house of Horrors. or is that just something cool you figured out to do in the, your video game? And it's like,
0: either's possible. I that's that's so why it. Was I like, I need to grab. So
1: this. I'm like, okay, let me walk towards this phone because at one point it looked like it was a force field or something that I had to walk through, but then I fell to my death. Sure, okay, don't do that. <laughs> so then I reload, and there's the phone ringing, and don't walk through that little orange force failed. Here's a little spoiler or tip for anybody playing the game. And there's a hanging light switch, like a little hanging switch. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, obviously. Okay, let me flick that. I flick that, and then the orange light goes out, and I can see the room. All right. Let me walk towards it. No, I fall to my death. All right. Let me reload this. All right. Click it. Okay. Well, I can't go anywhere, because it does a lot of that stuff where you turn around, and the room's different. Oh, it's different. Mm-hmm. So then I click this, the light switch again. Oh, I'm inside a, um, a motel. Oh, okay. Because there's something to do with, so this mo- in the there's something torch. to do with this motel in the, again, if you're reading every single little file, which you have to mm-hmm. do if you want to try to get any context of anything, um, which I could see myself too. Yeah, I mean, I do too. Right. Cause I'm trying to figure stuff out. Um, And you got to get a key to open this door with a black pyramid in the motel. Uh, So you have to figure out this little puzzle. And then when you walk through that black door, oh, now I'm in the room with the telephone. All right. Now, you know what I mean? But it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I guess that was cool, but I don't know why I had to do all that. Well, it's because it's the oldest house, man. And this... (laughs) This shit. Yeah, I think you've convinced me to pick up uh, control. I think you'll like it. And I think uh, maybe I'm you're you're smarter guy than me when it comes to games. So I think yeah, I can not say that. I think you'll, I'm more used to uh,
0: remedies bullshit uh, for better or worse. So, Although <clears throat> I liked Quantum Break, and I know a lot of people did. Mm, so
1: it has that stuff in there too. It still has the like the <laughs> little video footage thing of this scientist telling you about mm-hmm. like little tutorials about like what objects of power mean and all this and it's like real footage you know it's like real um, you know of people i bet you a million bucks it's sam lake I th- it's does
0: it look like max Payne? i think
1: so i think it is him with a okay. mustache yeah. in glasses. <laughs> i bet it is um but anyway, so- um like i said i don't i don't want to take up all the time talking about this because i only this is three hours i played of it uh, yeah, but it sounds like it's encompassed you. I don't know if you're quite sure if you it, want to keep up with like, it, but I won't let the game's yeah. bullshit uh beat me. <laughs> I won't let it. Damn straight. Um so then I'm like, you know what? I think coming off of Spider-Man, this is too intense for me. Like dying in shootouts in boss battle. Like I need, like I was saying, I need something light. <laughs> yeah. So I bounced around again for stuff. And then I went to the most non-light thing there was. Uh, but for some odd reason, I dug it because it stripped back, story-wise, it stripped back all the bullshit of everything you and me have been playing for probably months. And that was, I went on my Xbox Game Pass. I'm like, let me see what's been added. But let me see what's in here. And I came across Kingdom Come Deliverance.
0: Ah... I've been wanting to play this game so for I, a long time. I
1: downloaded time. that. I said, What's this? An RPG? The trailer looked awesome. You know, mm-hmm. you know it looked trailer, it looked very awesome. oblivion, first person sword fighting mm-hmm. and, and all this. But I'm like, let me just see what it is. Um and it is a dense ass role playing game. Like super dense, as in menus and inventories and and mechanics. But mm-hmm. what what pulled me in, Fred, was it's it's set in a historical um, place. Like it, it's a, it's based on a, a true events. Yes. There's no fucking dragons. There's no. no fucking force pushing. There's no other fucking creatures. No shouts. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm like yeah. oh. This is straight up. Like it's humans a, on humans. Yeah. This is straight up a historical fucking story. And I'm like, apparently
0: it's not it. it I remember it had some social issues, it did,
1: which are ridiculous. Cause I looked it up. After. Okay. Um, okay. So, but, but the basic story and, and I'm no, obviously I'll, I'm, I'll get this all wrong, but it's, it's set in the um, kingdom of Bohemia, which I think later on becomes the Czech Republic. Like, Okay. The, so Eastern Europe. So this okay. this is taking place in the in the 15th century. It's like 1409 or some bullshit. I would have been way off. I thought it was 800, which is the Dark Ages. So I was no. Way off. But it's, so it's um it's still this is still run by the like the 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 Roman Empire, the Holy Roman Empire. Okay. You know. Yeah. Um, and it's Inquisition. <laughs> it's it's a it's a classic story of there's an appointed king or whatever, but the king dies, and the son becomes king, but the son sort of fuck off. Um, (laughs) Right? You know what I mean? That is a very common plot, yes. He's not a bad king, but he's just not. He's whatever. And (laughs) and so, uh, his half-brother, who's... He's not his father. Yes. His his half-brother basically is going to oust him and take over. And (laughs) he does this by sort of invading with his own army, which I read were... Because they say it in the thing. It's humans, which I think are like Hungarians later on. Sure. Or and um, his plan is basically kidnap the king and then because of his absence, he will take over the throne and all this bullshit. Gotcha. Um, so you play a character named Henry and your father's a blacksmith and you live in this town. I think it's called like skitch or Skellich or something. Um, Skelliga. You know, no. I don't know what it is. Uh, again, all based in Fact, right? Or whatever. Um In history.
0: Okay, the Cumans were Turkish nomadic people. Okay.
1: But anyway. um Hungarians. Okay, yeah. so I had it. Yeah. I took in bits of the story. It, you I was got playing it. it last night. And again, it's dense. And because it's very... It's so funny how you're just like casually jumping into a game like it this. It is.
0: It's, <laughs> it's like someone
1: who casually picks up Oblivion. You're like, wait, what? I know, but it's like, <laughs> for some reason... For some reason, it's what you need because it's it's straightforward. It's for me easy to digest than sure. fucking awes and objects of powers and fucking like, Oz, for real. Like what they, um, what they're saying is is to the point, and you know what the fuck's going on. You know what I mean? Because it's like mm-hmm. it's a basic story of people overthrowing each other in in violent ways, right? And, and you're in this peaceful town and your dad's a blacksmith. He has a history, but you don't know what it is. You want to be a sword fighter. He doesn't want you to, because he's lived that life. Of course. And the beginning is that peaceful town gets fucking ransacked, right? Mm. By this invading army of these Hungarians or these Cumans, or whatever you want to call them led by this other guy overthrowing. And, and those. I'm not even kidding you. Like, there was a very emotional part, like when this town's getting taken over, that fucking hit me. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm playing this game. Like, I'm in. Mm, like, I'm into okay. this character. In this character.
0: See, that's what I'm talking about. That's the hook. You don't have to describe it, you don't have
1: to justify mm-hmm. it, but you know it when you feel. It. And what I like about the character is he has a face, he has a name. There's no character creator. You know what I mean? There's no, like, he's not waking up in first person and they're like, Hey, why don't you go in the mirror? His You're name is for the Paulson. day, and it, it jumps into a goddamn character creator. You know what I mean? It's like, no, this is
0: right. So, no, this is your character. It is Person X, he's, and he's this in, is who yeah, is your protector. He's in
1: cutscenes. He has a voice. You mm-hmm. see him a lot. Um,
0: which, yeah, the benefit of that is they can build the game around
1: it because you've got just one yes. person. Um, yeah, and then again, it's when you actually play the game. It's first person, which took me a second. To get used to, because it's... Oh, yeah. Um, when you learn the sword fight, it is uh, very methodical. Like, the, you know, there's a lot of I've mechanics to the sword fight, like that, yeah. and it feels slow and heavy. Mm-hmm. Even the fist fighting, like, I went on an early mission, just a tutorial mission to, to get some money from a guy that owed to his father for giving him some shit, and that guy beat the fuck out of me, because... <laughs> I thought it was a brawler and I'm just mashing okay. on triggers to punch and this guy was like MMA grabbing my hands and headbutting me <laughs> and fucking ducking you know ducking my punches and but early Dragon Age do you remember Dragon Age Inquisition
0: like early yeah, like Dragon it. Age Combat and even um Everfall or whatever the new Spiders mm-hmm. game like they're all like that, right? Like they're like, no, we're gonna be hardcore RPG. We have mechanics, mm-hmm. and you can't cheese your way through these. Yeah, like you have to do them so, right. Yeah. So this
1: guy beat the fuck out of me, and the option was, uh, go home and tell your dad <laughs> that you got fucked up, <laughs> and your mom will patch you up because, or ask him if he knows that your dad owns a dealership. <laughs> right. um, well, it's funny cause... is uh, because I got beat up when it goes to cutscenes. I'm fucked up. I have a cut behind my mm-hmm. ear. I have a block like it has like you look like Rocky. It has real time like, you know, like you stay fucked up, you get blood on your clothes and because of that will affect other things which I really like. Like the way you dress affects how your speech will work. You know what I mean? Right, like the the people yes
0: react to you. Yes in how you choose to present if you yourself. look like you're yeah.
1: fucking a thug and beat up then your intimidation speech is stronger or if you dress more mm-hmm. noble then you can talk more with the the rich people but it even says in the tutorial but you're not a rich person so you can't you can't get that high like, right they they, will be, you know what i mean like they you know fit, yeah but i like that you know and then um but yeah, it's funny because I looked into the game after I played about. I played it last night for the first time, but I played about two hours of it, and I really liked it. And um, but it it had some sort of glitches. You know, it had tech some technical things, very Oblivion like technical things that. But I would. I've heard it's a little rough on
0: consoles. I I don't right. know. Right. So um, it was funny because I looked right. it
1: up, and it's it's from like a Czech team. You know what I mean? Um. Yeah, that I guess started this in like 2012 or something crazy. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. And um, did yeah. 2000 like the dedicated yeah, a ton of effort to what it. What I yeah. loved in 2014, um, I guess they were part of 2K Check. Okay, and um, okay. they broke off, and this guy broke off and uh, wrote the game and did this, and couldn't get it funded, and he did a Kickstarter in 2014. They got like two million or something, and then he got mm. backed by a Czech, uh, a Czech billionaire. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> the That's what you want. I love that story. The fuck money. And yeah. they they made the game. And again, just like you said, it's like the PC was fine, but the the consoles had some pretty big bugs. But the controversy that because I was reading the Wikipedia, and I love it. I love.
0: Yeah, I remember hearing about it, but I it it, it really went in one ear
1: and out the other. I, so I'm curious to hear I what it was. I love how. Uh, uh, being woke changes over the years to different things. So so, sure. so being woke in 2018, because this is what this game, you can see what was the focus and what changes with being woke, the wokeness. So in 2018, <laughs> when this came out, it got criticism for whitewashing video games because there was no people of color in the game. And the poor developers mm-hmm. were just like, but it's historically accurate And in the kingdom Bohemia in the 1400s. There weren't that many people of color except for the Cumans that were like, like you said, Turkish and Hungarian. But right. they're like, yeah, but you made them barbarians. You made them bad. And they were like, <laughs> they're like, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, this is they're the safe, conflict story. Uh, Back then. <laughs> it's hilarious, man. And I'm like, this is that, that waypoint bullshit. You know what I mean? That was prevalent (laughs) two years ago. That was got called out for over and over again. Not just them. I'm just saying in general, like remember. No, no. no, Yeah. And
0: I don't, I don't necessarily criticize that. Uh, and I know that some of our listeners are going to be like, Oh, 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 why don't they criticize that? But, um, history, but well, no, 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 not criticize kingdom come criticize that mentality. Oh, I gotcha. Like, I I go back and forth on the, the woke thing, but like, um, I just remember that same year Disney was had the most multicultural <laughs> release of Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Like, that we're in 14th century France, but apparently, wasn't gay like, enough, well, there actually, 14th century France was kind of gay. I'm um, saying that was the
1: problem was they made. um Le Buff, Le Buff, Lafou, Le Right? LeFou. Le Shiloh So, Josh Gad, they, uh,
0: aka um uh But they uh, made him oh they
1: made him gay. Like you could tell, you know, they they he didn't hide yeah. in in the newer version. But the criticism was he wasn't gay enough. <laughs> I remember that. He wasn't gay enough. I remember
0: that. And and <laughs> but if you see that wedding scene it's like Epcot Center. Like it's uh, it's it's all the, like every nationality like got one person to live in every France um, stronghold. And I remember there was criticism because they were like, well, that's not very realistic. They didn't just go, oh, we'll pick one African-American, one Asian, mm-hmm. one Caucasian, one da-da-da. And it was like, okay, so let's, Take a step back and just go. What could we do that you do approve right. of? And that was when they were like, "I'll tell you when I see yeah.
1: it." We don't know, but we and like, you're like
0: that's challenging. And so, I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying that's tough. That's like me sitting down and saying, "Make me dinner." but I'll tell you what looks appetizing when I see it. That's challenging. Mm -hmm. It's not unfair. It's not unjust. It's just challenging. And it makes it complicated and difficult for the rest of us. I don't understand how a Fallout game isn't largely whitewashed, but I could be wrong. Uh, You know, I know Fallout 4 really got out there. They had ghouls in there and everything, but Fallout Three was pretty, pretty one out, yeah. in my humble opinion. But apparently, it was okay to just be like, "Well, that's how Washington D.C. is," because that is not how Washington yeah. D.C. is. In fact, uh, for anybody who's ever been there, it is actually one of the most diverse cities I've ever mm-hmm. been in. Um, but that said, yeah. So I, you know, I can't speak to that. To me, though. <sighs> I have a hard time with history because I am a big historian. I'm big on, and this is not video game history for the record, just in general. And the Mongol empire was made up of a large population of a certain group of people. And there's nothing you can do to change that. And if you try to adapt that, to modern day social politics, it's just not going to work for me. I'm sorry. I have expectations as to what I know to be factually correct about history. Mm-hmm. And while I haven't done my research on Kingdom Come, it sounds like the developers did. And if it is in fact accurate historically, mm-hmm. then that then then I then I take then I'm not going to take issue with it, I guess is right. is the end of this. We walked around the block a few times, so sorry for that, but yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah i don't
0: <laughs> so you're offended right huh <laughs> so you're offended right no no
1: i, know. I, um, I just think it's it makes me laugh You seem kind of hooked though it's so odd when it, i understand if there there is truly something where it's, you know could be diverse and it's not and whatever you know like I like malice that. yeah i understand yeah. That. it's like Okay, whatever. You're modernizing some movies. You want to include everybody. Yeah. Because why not? Make everybody so everybody can see themselves in in these adventures, right? I suppose that was always, but I but, always
0: took issue with the Beauty and the Beast thing for that reason.
1: But, but yeah. If, I see what you're saying. If you're making a histori- something that's historically accurate and people are like, I don't like that. There's not people coloring that. It's like what do you do with that? (laughs) It's like, uh, what's with all the white Scotsmen and Braveheart? not make those (laughs) historical things. Is that the solution that would make people happy? Just don't. (laughs) Well,
0: that's always been the, the, again, that's always been the challenge I have. And I, I don't know if there's, we're making much progress, but that's always been the challenge I've had with that argument is when you go, all right, So paint me a picture. What are you expecting? Mm -hmm. I never really hear... Well, you do from time to time. Often, I don't hear a concrete answer. And so if you can't tell me what you're looking for, you make it hard because you want all the effort to be put in up front only to have you rejected after the fact. Mm. Right? Like... Like, you're like, well, you know, it's like, is this woke... uh, uh, I'll use your terms for you. Is this woke enough for you? And they're like, do you think it's woke enough Mm -hmm. for us? If you do, then submit it and we'll Mm -hmm. tell you why it's not. But if you don't, then go back and figure out what we may want and make it happen. And that's where you're like, okay, so... Who are we really catering to? Are you developing the game you want to make or are you developing the game others want to criticize you for not making?
1: Yeah. It's weird though. And that's the challenge. It's just strange to me. Like this game kingdom come deliverance, the setting, right? Uh It's like where it's set, the time period set, like as a gamer, to play this game and my first thought are uh, there's no people coloring this. <laughs> this is the weirdest thought ever. Like, that's the weirdest right. complaint to pop into your head when you play. <laughs> but like you said, yeah, playing Fallout, if there's zero diversity, you'd be like, that's odd. Playing fa- a Far right. Cry game in uh, India with no Indian people. That's weird. <laughs> but this, this is what But suspect. this, would even cross my mind. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that country was chock full of white people back then. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> nothing you can Turns do.
0: Out. Nothing yeah. you can do. They're part of the Asian continent. And yet
1: Russians look quite white. Oh my god. <laughs> so do the Czech. <laughs> uh anyways, besides all that, because I don't want to get into it, but but I, I it it made me chuckle when I was reading the Wikipedia and there was a big controversy section. And you can go yourself mm. and, and read it. It basically says what I said. It basically says how it was resolved, which was, uh, it basically wasn't, you know, basically there was a, (laughs) we resolved it by doing nothing. According to this, uh, European media responded to some aspects of the criticism, a commentator at the Czech newspaper, whatever, whatever called the accusations out of place and claimed that most Europeans would respond that there were very few, if any, Black people in the early 15th century Central Bohemia <laughs> to evaluate if non-white people <laughs> lived in the 15th century Bohemia. The German magazine, whatever, whatever, uh, asked. So all these Europeans tried to figure yes, it out. This and America is like was just like, no, this,
0: we don't have to do any research. We can yes, just complain yes. and see what and happens. This
1: German magazine went to the uh, Johannes. Gutenberg University over this They asked a question and according to them the university they were at most uh, Turkic people T-U-R-K-I-C right. Turkic yeah these are these Turkish uh, Turkic yeah. peoples like humans who appear in the game as enemies but otherwise the presence of non-whites is questionable which meant there weren't any it's all white people so fuck off and then basically the, the guy of the game uh the director of the game was uh he went on criticizing the 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 game journalists the game media rightfully so get out and uh then he had the and, and, then, and then other people had the to the apologize going for, you can't you yeah. can't do that
0: they're sitting on the sidelines going, yeah keep it. speaking, keep complaining yes. that's what we want see that's the joke of it, right like if if i bait you and you react. Congratulations. Yeah. You've just given me what I wanted.
1: <laughs> he said but, some of these publications also reproach the views, wait, blah 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 blah, who has been a vocal critic of what he believes is a progressive bias in video game journalism. <laughs> you think? Uh and then the Yeah, other... and I bet that route went out went over like a fart in church. That's the problem. Yeah, and then uh the other people on his team had to respond to the interview stating that uh this guy might be he might be they apologize that he might be a little too quick with words apologizing for anyone who felt offended quick with words the fuck you talking about they went to a university to figure this out (laughs) being director on the project we feel he's a little too close
0: to Um, it get the fuck out anyways anyways.
1: all that nonsense because it looked like it blew over because nonsense blows over um once people actually read it and go yeah that's silly um The game glitches aside. Oh, Fred, Mm -hmm. it's kind of cool, man. I like, I like it is always been on my radar. It is a cleansing. It's a a palate. Don't use that word. (laughs) It's a palate cleanser, man, of like bullshit of like fantasy and spells and orcs. And like, it's just, it's cool. I like it. And uh, the voice acting seems awesome. Like I sit there and I listen to the little stories back and forth and uh yeah, kingdom come deliverance. Man, I'm all over the map this week with some games, but uh it's pretty dope, you know. Again, I don't know how we use up so much time. I always say when we start, I only have two things to talk about. We're good, we're gonna get it done early tonight, and then uh I don't know. Well, you're in luck. I'm I'm gonna be pretty quick here. <laughs> See, uh, I know I said you that always before. say that too.
0: See, <laughs> yeah, but this time I think it's gonna be true. <laughs> So let's test it out. Uh, do you have anything else before? No, we move I'm just on?
1: still drinking this cream ale. It's so delicious, <laughs> and I think that might be <laughs> part of the problem. Yeah, you know,
0: it's. But your your conversations are valid. I hope so. I um, hope. So. Plus, I like hearing about the games because I've largely just played Spider Man. I have put a lot of hours into that. I'd love to let you know, but the PlayStation, even though uh, I am accused of uh, trees, I do love the console wars right mm-hmm. now. Um, and as part of that, I will say, apparently if you're going to make fun of somebody for being an Xbox fan, they're an Xbox bot, which that's existed forever. Yeah. I feel like I heard that in the PlayStation two era. Amen. What's new to me is Sony pony.
1: What? I don't like that at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm riding really, the Sony pony. If you, if you
0: defend Sony to the ends of the uh-huh. earth, you are a Sony pony. I'm riding that Sony um, pony.
1: So I don't know. Didn't that Uh, Unreal 5 demo? Isn't this some sort of that that was running on a laptop? Yeah, you're going to make me go there. but uh, (laughs) Take that, Sony Pony. So,
0: not to sound like a Sony Pony, but uh, yeah, I've been playing so much Spider-Man. It would be really awesome if the operating system of that goddamn console would be so kind as to just let me know how long I've been playing. And I wouldn't be so critical if it wasn't for the fact that Nintendo kind of figured it out.
1: That is weird that the switch the does. The switch
0: kind of tells you how long you've been playing games. Whereas you go to your PlayStation and you're like PlayStation four
1: mm-hmm.
0: console leader, 110 units plus sold mm-hmm. number one console out right now. How long have I been playing Spider-Man? And it looks at you and shrugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I've been spending a ton of time with uh, Spider-Man and, um, uh, and so oh now I've got so many thoughts uh, so uh, there's there's not much else to tell um, I intended to start my B That's tier right. game of the week which was going to be Dead Rising I didn't get around to it so
1: mm. fucked up
0: and I've played Dead Rising Dead before which Ri- is not very it's much is it my A
1: list? B
0: list? how oh, dare you yeah it's a B tier to me come on now I've never played it. I'm talking about like budget and quality. And... Oh. Anyway. Apparently I can go down to the garage and run over 53,000. You never played that? Mega Buster.
1: I have played okay. it.
0: Um, I played it for a short period of time. And I was told uh, because I got so frustrated the first time I hit a lunatic or what? a madman or whatever those things are called. Somebody said, go down to the basement and drive around and kill zombies. And I did that for three hours. Wow. And right when I got to 52,000... 800 zombies or something. I still remember it to this day. That game froze. That psycho. The psychopaths are great. The psychopaths. They're great. I couldn't get past them. So a lot has happened since that game first came out. So So I'm going to go back and try
1: it Because in true Um, Capcom craziness fashion, stuff just mm -hmm. keeps getting laid on to that. And it becomes way more than zombies in them all. And that's why
0: I want to play. play it. Um, so I'm going to jump into mm-hmm. that. I own it like 16 different ways. I'm going to play it on the PlayStation 4, I think. Uh, but um, I am also going through the retro circuit. I'm just picking one game per console and playing it. <laughs> My game that was up was Bonk's Adventure on the TurboGrafx-16. Oh, Believe it or bonks. not, big Turbo Graphics. PC Engine player I am Hudson made a caveman game that wasn't Adventure Mm -hmm. Island called Bonk's Adventure and it was apparently everybody thinks it was the TurboGrafx mascot it might have become that but initially Keith Courage was the TurboGrafx mascot, not Bonk Bonk's better so I was like, well with all this Bonk stuff going on like, let me play it, right? Like, what's the deal? why haven't I played Bonk? I got my three in one disc, mm-hmm. which has uh Lords of Thunder, Bonk one and two, the C D versions with the C D soundtracks. And I hate fucking bonk. Bonk is a shit yeah, game. Not... It is a shit game. I,
1: I didn't know what you were gonna say there, but they're not that great. He bonks stuff with his head.
0: Yeah. I've never played bonk two, which I was told bonk two bonks revenge. I should go give a so go. In one of those bonks where he's big bonk? He can in bonk 2, I think, not in bonk 1. So nothing makes sense in this game, okay? So first of all, if you jump on an enemy, yeah. you get hurt. But if you jump on an enemy and launch your head forward, you don't get hurt. Yeah, it's hurt. bonk. He has a big head. Well, okay, hold on, hold on. I can get down with that. Mechanic. Big skull. But then he's got a shit hitbox. Yeah. So sometimes you hit an enemy, but you hit him at just the right angle where you take damage instead of hurting mm. them. That's not okay. It's also floaty, which is really weird, and I don't like his, his heavy like, head
1: should pull him down.
0: Not only that, but like 8-bit Hudson games? Come on, those were
1: Here's, tight a, as here's shit. a question. <clears throat> okay. What is he supposed to be? Is he supposed to be a, a baby? Kid. A kid? Oh, or is man. it like that Dragon Ball thing where he's an adult, but he looks like a kid? What is he supposed to be? I always thought he was a baby. I always thought he was an adult. See, I always thought he was a baby. because <laughs> yeah, well, Does he have so like the sort managed. of diaper sort of like cape? He's got the look. He's got the look. Okay. I always thought he was a he's baby. Got the look. For some reason.
0: And then you're collecting shit that doesn't make any sense to me. Like you collect these smiley faces. I don't know what they mean. They never become relevant. Mm. And then every now and again, you eat meat, and you become, like, Angry Bunk, but you don't gain anything from it. He doesn't change his gameplay at Mm -hmm. all. So it didn't make much sense to me, and I got to the first boss, and I beat the first boss, but frustratingly, and then I got to the beginning of level two, and I died, and I continued, and then I got near the end of level two and I died, and I had to start over level two again, I said, you know, fuck this. I hate this game. Mm. I hate that game. Like, And I don't mean like I can tear it down. It's just not my speed. It's not for me. And then I booted up Hudson's Adventure Island, which is aka Wonder Boy, and reminded myself that I love Hudson's Adventure Island, and I still got it, and I still love it, and bonk's not for me. (laughs) So the advice I've been given is try bonks to bonk to bonk's revenge, which maybe I'll do. Yeah, but
1: Bye. you know, life short, Fred, so what's that? Yeah, wasn't it good? Try to waste your time, time with bonk if it's not doing so, it for you.
0: Next up I got the uh, um, yes, yeah, so I'm gonna be moving on. Uh, I think I'm gonna go back to the master system. Okay and play that Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap. I've been meaning to. It's a really good game. I may as well just do it because there aren't many great Master System games, at least as I assess it, and that's one I know, so I should go try it. Um, got my Menacer. Got my Menacer uh, sensor and got my Master System phaser. Phaser works great, even though it has a weird rattle. You know, when you shake it, it's got the rattle, mm-hmm. but it works fine. Uh, My daughter played the most basic-ass light gun shooter ever and was fascinated by it. (laughs) It's called Shooting Gallery, and it's literally just like little targets and you shoot things. How's it going to work. And she, on the master system, and she played it for like an hour. (laughs) Just shooting shit in a shooting gallery. It blew her
1: mind. Magical still.
0: (laughs) So there's that. Uh, The Menacer... In classic Sega fashion, needs six AAA batteries and trees. I'm starting to question whether or not I need to, use, uh, I need to play this at all. You have to. <laughs> I'll get the batteries and make sure it works. If I didn't, I'm out, what, I think $24? Yeah. Which is way cheaper than most Menacer stuff. And I do have a Menacer now. So there's that. But uh, I'll look into it. So I got my Fenrir which is uh, not vulgar. It's the, uh, the optical drive emulator for the mm-hmm. Saturn. That's right. So I think I talked about it real quick. Uh, so Fenrir is supposed to be really easy. The video is 53 seconds to install cool. it. So I knew what I had to do. Um, <clears throat> so fun fact, I think I talked about it before the Saturn version that I've got uh, many of the early Saturn's in America and Japan, the power supply is actually attached to the lid whereas in all other versions, the power supply is attached to the motherboard. And so when you lift the lid, the power supply stays in mm-hmm. place. The reason that matters is for what happened to me. So I struggled to install the Fenrir. Uh, the story does end with me successfully doing it and it works great. So I'm pleased there. For $100, I managed to turn my Saturn into something that will never die and will always play games. Yay. Um, but yeah... I got this thing and uh, first of all, the power supply being on the top of lid was a pain in the ass. Um, and second of all, the Fenrir doesn't have the most clear instructions. So this is a classic case of when these thrown together projects where the person who creates it sells mostly to an American or English speaking audience and doesn't speak English themselves natively. I think he's French. Uh, he might do his best. He's doing his due diligence to make it multilingual. But anyway, um, you run into some problems. So the first thing I found out was the way mine is set up the ribbon cable as it's attached to, you have to attach a ribbon cable. You have to disconnect it from your disk drive. And then once you remove the disk drive, you have to attach it to the Hmm. Fenrir. You have to attach it upside down and no one explains that in the instructions. The instructions just say, unhook the ribbon cable, Mm -hmm. hook it into your Fenrir. And so when I booted up my Saturn, you've spent all this money, right? And you boot up your Saturn and your Saturn just freezes on the second Saturn <laughs> logo. You're like, oh shit, right? Yeah. Um, so then I look at his picture very carefully and I'm like, oh, he's got the ribbon cable upside down. So there are two sides. There's a side with, that's all white with a little blue stripe and there's another side with a bunch of writing on it. You need to have the side that's all white with the blue stripe. Instead of the side that's got a bunch of writing on it, which is how your current disk drive is hooked hmm. up. So when I did that, the Saturn boots up and does the cool little Saturn screen. Have you ever seen the Saturn screen? No. When you boot up the Saturn, it's a bunch of little particles that all come together oh, into the big yeah. steel-plated yes, Sega Saturn thing. It's a cool screen. So when that happened, I was like, awesome. And then it's frozen. <laughs> Let it sit for three minutes. Never booted up the uh, the uh-huh. menu. So after testing some stuff, I went and downloaded a legacy version of the menu, the original release, and it worked fine. And then I was able to start up the menu. Okay, then I go to start Daytona USA and it goes, this is not a valid game for this system. Like it takes you back to the disk drive menu. And I was like, hmm, weird. So then I went and launched a Japanese game and it goes... This is a valid drive for, or this is a valid game for this system, but this is not the right region. And actually, the Saturn told you this stuff, so it's very interesting. It was like ready for mixing for people who mix and matched discs and drives. Mm-hmm. What I come to find out is that the settings in the config, which is set up on the menu system, you have to set it based off of your Saturn. But of course, none of this is explained. So it's defaulting to region Japan, which is not the region of the game you want to play. It's the region of the Saturn it's hooked into. So my only problem was I hadn't changed the setting to USA. And then when I change it to USA, apparently you have to change it to USA, try to load a game, have the game fail, then turn off the system, then turn it back on, and then magically all the games run. And that is exactly what happened. Yeah. So then when everything ran great and Daytona USA ran awesome, I was like, oh my God, yeah. Symphony of the Night ran, <laughs> a couple other things ran, I was very pleased. So then it was time to do the scary things. The firmware has been updated and Trees, it, 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 it drastically increases um, the quality of the playback, more emulates perfectly the disk drive and uh, fixes a majority of the games. That's easy. You just drop it into the SD card, start the game up, and I love what it tells you. It says, your Saturn's gonna boot up and appear to freeze and potentially break. This is normal and fine. Eventually, you will come to the disk drive screen where you can choose load application and the menu will run. So I did that. It did appear to freeze. (laughs) It wasn't frozen for long. It was only about a minute. And then it went to the menu and it said I could launch the ISO For the menu. And when I did, it froze. (laughs) Okay, fucked. So then I went and downloaded the newest menu, which was the one that I had originally loaded that had frozen it. And I was like, well, maybe the new firmware will work. Still froze. Come to find out, the guy accidentally uploaded the wrong file and it's an incomplete file. And you had to pick his newest version of his... Like newsfeed, <laughs> which had a link also to a different file, and that one works. Once all that bullshit was said and done, I'm done now. I have a working Fenrir. Mm-hmm. I, nice. I loaded up the SD card, and now I can run Sega, uh, Sega Saturn games. A uh, lot of works. The other thing that happened was while I was in the middle of this, because of how this works, you have to keep lifting the lid off of mm-hmm. the Saturn so you can access the SD card. Jeez. Yes, my SD card's huge. It's 256 gigs, and it has over 300 games. So I won't have to do this. In the no, what
1: I would have done. Mm-hmm. I would have just bought a Saturn, and then some of the games I wanted to play.
0: Well, you're in luck. <laughs> I've done that okay. already, and I have a second completely normal disk yeah. drive Saturn with a decent chunk of games that I just want to play. Go. Works fine. I'm just paranoid that when things stop working... Listen trees I don't know how it's to tell fleeting. you this but like if a 3DO stops working like if the drive stops working I'm not going to pay $500 in the near future for a 3DO. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Saturn. I didn't have trouble finding a working Saturn. Now that that Fenrir can be literally removed and put into any Saturn where the disc drive is broken now I've got a very versatile piece. That's the best part about these parts. Keep is as the systems die, you just keep buying it? new ones, and you don't have to care if the disk drive works. I
1: keep shelling out any amount to have my Sega CD to the end of my days.
0: I got fucked so hard on so many <laughs> Sega CDs. Trees. I own three Sega CDs. No, Do I.
1: You. That's why I was you and me, the that. opposite. I. I have yeah. the luck. I always get the first time luck with the deals somehow. Dog. So.
0: I get good deals but they don't work and that's probably but well, I guess that means they're not a, <laughs> they're good, not a deal, good deal but anyway uh so so I got that all awesome. up and running um but uh but oh so what you what I didn't mention was one time I was removing the uh the the lid and my hands might have been a little sweaty I don't nat- naturally have sweaty hands but you know when you're getting really nervous and you're like, "Holy shit! Like, am I out of right. this money? Does this thing, does this thing not work, or did I just not install it properly?" And spoilers, the answer is usually you didn't install it properly or do something properly. But then you go back and look in hindsight, and you're like, "Well, this motherfucker didn't explain shit either," <sighs> and they make it look so easy. But anybody who's planning to get into this hobbyist shit. There's a ton of shit that they make it look like is perfectly explained and then you get in there, you've gutted a system out, you're sitting there with this gutted system and you're trying to make it Mm. work and you suddenly realize, no, actually this wasn't very clear. (laughs) My pinky touched the power supply. Just the solder points, not the actual like circuit board or anything. Okay. And I got a very decent current of electricity (laughs) going through me. Now... (laughs) yes i should have unplugged the system when i was taking it apart yes i did that the first 15 times i took the system apart but when you're trying to troubleshoot the 16th time you finally go fuck it i just want this thing to work and i just need to test this and that's when you get a huge current of electricity going through me so my heart skipped a beat (laughs) it was a lot of fun I would be lying if I said this was the first time I've been electrocuted. This is probably the seventh time in my life I've been electrocuted, so I was used right. to it. Don't be me. Unplug the fucking console and discharge it. If you don't know how to discharge it, you unplug the console, you turn on the power button, you wait five seconds, you turn off the power button, then you can touch that thing all day long and you won't get there electrocuted. Don't pull a Fred. Don't anyway. be a Fred. Yeah. Don't be a Fred. Um, so that's done. Uh, and, and I think that's done, done. Like, I'm done with all the ODEs. Mm. Even if they make one for the Philips CDI, fuck it. I'm not going to play the CDI that yeah. much. I'm good. But, uh, and Tree's coming up. I'm going to play Burn Cycle, one of the few CDI games that was only available on the CDI and PC. And it's apparently, like, impossible to get it to run on PC. So, it's the only good way to just play a good game. Good and I own a disc copy of Burn Cycle. Mm. And I own an actual, just normal, store-bought version of a CDI. So I'm going to put a disc into a console and just play it. You should be proud.
1: I like that name. That that sounds like that should be... Burn Cycle? Yeah, that sounds yeah. like it should be a, a Xbox Series X or a fucking PlayStation 5. Yeah, it's some title. cyberpunk
0: shit, too. It's like a Johnny Mnemonic thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Burn Cycle.
0: Anyway, uh, so yeah. So that's about what's going on. And then the the very last thing I will say, there's not a real story here. My daughter and I played through Streets of Rage 1. Mm-hmm. She was Blaze. I was Axel. Hey. She fucking loved it. She specifically loved the fact that you could press... We played the Xbox version, but it was the Sega Vintage Collection, so it was... Closest thing to a Genesis version, right? She loves big, chunky pixels. She loves that shit. She doesn't like smoothing. She doesn't like scan lines. She just wants big, fucking, chunky pixels just the way they presented them to us. Scan lines were a side effect. If they could get rid of them, they would have. But uh, um, So she loved playing Streets of Rage 1, and she particularly liked that you could make a police car show up out of the blue and have him drop a rocket Mm -hmm. launcher on a bunch of bad guys. (laughs) This then led to her and I playing through Streets of Rage four, and she thoroughly enjoyed that as well. Our next game will be we are gonna play Dungeons and Dragons uh Mistara, those arcade mm-hmm. games that got released on three sixty and PS three. We're gonna play through the Chronicles of Mistara uh next. So I am thoroughly enjoying playing belt scrolling beat em ups with my That's daughter. Awesome, man. <laughs> and it's been it's been a really good time, I gotta say. Yeah. So We're also playing Minecraft on the side, but, you know, I don't want to belabor the
1: point. I'd like to give a shout-out before I forget. Um, Absolutely. To our boy Los and the people over at the uh, Future Monkey Discord. They'll go. Annie. Dana's in there now. Seen Dana the other day. No shit. Um, Okay. And they resurrected Animal Crossing Sundays from the old Uh. Easy Mode forums.
0: I do recall that it was
1: part of my own. So, um, yeah. So, uh, Sunday, uh, I couldn't partake. I did open my town, but I had – it's funny because I wrote Mm -hmm. in the disco. I said, "Uh, I'm leaving my gates open, but I have to go do yard work. And I said, real yard work, (laughs) not Animal Crossing yard work. Like, I actually have to go do manual (laughs) labor outside. So, I did leave my town open, so I couldn't keep an eye eye on it. But I, I lost did come into my town at some point. Nice. And he sent me a gift the other day. That was very nice. Um, so yeah, I just want to give a shout out that uh, their their, their their Discord is uh, still hopping. Their uh, Future Monkeys <laughs> Discord. still a pretty busy place. And uh, yeah, Animal Crossing Sundays. So sweet. Yeah, it was fun. Well, yeah. So anyway,
0: but yeah, we'll jump into uh, you know we'll we'll I guess we'll leave it there. But yes, there are games being. Uh, shown off and talked mm-hmm. about and uh, and there was the Unreal demo and the Ghost of Tsushima stuff I think it's a little late for us to do yep. it now especially because I'm getting tired but if you want to readdress it next That's time right. we can but uh, things are starting to happen and come out so you know it's a good time to be a gamer mm-hmm. but I think we should bid ourselves adieu sounds good righty, sir well, we're at gaminghistory 11com and there is a link there for our Discord, which uh, um, somebody recently said, that is where you're getting most of your listener feedback, and they are right, and I'm sorry for not having acknowledged that more in the past, so um, uh, it's true. We have uh, tons of fun conversations over there, So, um, so yeah. So we will keep this going. And I think until next week, I think this is it. Happy gaming.